start because um we don't want to do a sound check <laughs> uh, check, um, check. <clears throat> is this thing on uh we only got nine hours on the card though so um after that so we can we'll kill each other short. <laughs> yeah and it looks like everything's working yeah my coffee isn't working yet i was i was gonna <laughs> say if, if i just put some of that rye into my coffee don't judge <laughs> right it's actually not a bad idea <laughs> um why did that bike so ride suck so much because we're out of shape all right i accept that i mean that's a that's a decent answer i i i um this the, the parts that are are hard, yeah there's the physical effort but then there's just the supporting musculature and mm. as you noted keegan yeah my hands are killing me right now and your shoulders are crushed yeah also exactly <laughs> i mean even on the road bike the other day or whatever riding go bike on the road for that long it's like ah oh, man my neck uh, mm. oh the contact point ah how's oh, this yeah <laughs> i had a, like a strange pain in my knee that came out of nowhere it's still like clicking and doing weird shit. It doesn't normally happen. I th the thing that gets me on mountain bikes is like the, we were kind of talking about how totally different the tempo is than like doing a climb on a road bike or even gravel bike where it's like a power climb and there might be a steep section, but the effort is very like, I don't know. It's like a dripper dose. It's just, dri yeah, it's measured dri and yeah. fairly consistent, but, on the but mountain you can bike, take so much speed. You can pick up so much speed if you like, sprint these little five second segments and then roll that momentum into like the undulation it's like but it fucking crushes you oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> when i first started trying to learn how to ride a mountain mm. bike it became clear right away that zone two was never gonna be a thing uh, my like, average I'd be was fucking... in the zone two but if you looked at it on a chart it looks it's like intervals. all over the place yeah yeah yeah, like I'd just be, oh, there's a hill. I have a single speed. I could walk. <laughs> yeah. And maybe stay, you know, as long as I didn't slip down in my fucking disco slippers, you know, yeah. fall on the rocks, then my heart rate would go up. But um, but yeah, for the most part, it was just like, oh, zone two, VO2 max, zone two, <laughs> VO2 max. You know, just be like, yeah, I think it said my average heart rate was 139 with the high of 172. Okay. And it felt like I touched 172 a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. It's, fine. it's nice. It's terrain dependent. Yeah. What I, great I mean, joy. But the beautiful thing is y'all were outside soaking in that vitamin D. Yeah, right. Did we, I mean, we passed maybe two other people or something, maybe three. Yeah, I think we, there was like six walk hikers or whatever in the beginning. And then we saw what, three kids on bikes or something? Yeah. They're just all tired from the weekend. And there was yeah. nobody like in the middle of the trail. It yeah. Was was the beginning <laughs> of either end of the trail was the only yeah. time we saw anybody. Yeah. This loop is, like, especially during the week, there's no one ever on that loop that I do. And it's mostly single track with like a nice power climb at the end on that gravel piece that I took you on. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good, I it would have a hard time not living up there, especially cause man, mountain biking is so fun right now. So the weather's perfect. It's not too hot. It's like you 
I go out every night for like an hour little thing that's yeah. super easy. I can, I've even just done this little downhill loop over and over like it's a fucking roller coaster. Okay. And done that for a half an hour. Yeah. Great. Like then, you know, spin three blocks to my house. Yeah, no, those, that little trail section by your house is really cool. I don't know. I, I you might. can just buy like point one acres there for six hundred thousand dollars and yeah, put a house yeah. on it. I yeah. So I was looking. We've been looking at property. So <laughs> I was like, "Oh, look at property by my house." I'm like, nope. The one <laughs> when we wrote up immigration, there's some lots for sale. Yeah. And uh, um, I didn't. I mean, I looked at the price on Zillow probably two weeks ago or something, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, well, that's. You were yeah. looking at one of those, right? And you said yeah. it just sold today yeah, the one, or something? It's been on the market for six years. We've been looking at it for three years. Okay. It just went under contract last week. That when w- we were like, I think we could do it. The one up? Yeah, uh, the seven Pioneer acres. Yeah. Oh, seven acres. Yeah, it was seven acre oh. lot. Whoa. I, I mean, it's been on so long, and now that you know, things are crashing, you're like, man, you might offer them, you know, take a quarter off or something. And somebody beat you S- to it. Somebody did. <laughs> eh, whatever. There's always another deal. I'm telling you, we should just get yurts. Yeah, I'm into that. 40 acres on top of immigration, all of us live in yurts. There is 40 acres out there right now hmm. for so, not that much. It's 100 grand. 100? I thought it was 400 grand. 100. Oh, but it's but there's no road access to yeah, it yeah, yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know that piece. It's yeah. up Pine Creek. But we have right. a friend who has a road builder. He has a, an earth mover that builds roads. We could borrow it. I mean, that'll probably be the so property that'll cost that'll be like ten times its value. And yeah, yeah, for sure. If you if you like once everything around it gets built. Yeah, if you. I mean, that, that's kind of how it works. Like if you have enough capital to like develop it a little bit, and then just wait for sprawl to happen, and you're like, cool, now I'm a billionaire. That's what happened in Harriman, which is the weirdest place for itself to happen. Seriously, like, wait. You mean out here under Kennecott? Yeah. Daybreak like, is the fucking most disgusting place I've ever seen <laughs> turned into like something that you can buy a million dollar house out there. And you're like, oh, gross. Have you got like. I looked at property because um, of the conversation I had with my dad a couple weeks ago, but mm-hmm. not for me. No. my No. Fuck no. Yeah. Tool is where it's at. <laughs> I look there is, too. Wait, was like, and, then, and then Thule? he told me, "Excuse me, Thule." Thule? Yeah. No, I said Thule. Thule. Yeah. yeah. If you motherfuckers came to Mass, you'd pronounce all the fucking. Oh, cities for sure. Too. Yeah, I mean, I go to true. I go to yeah. fucking San War- Diego, El Cajun. Oh, you mean Worcester? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> See, mm. I, that's just because I drove up and down the yeah. part of the highway enough times to. Property is not dropping though yet. No. It is not reflective of the like impending crash. Of, of the number of bankruptcies In that fact, are I feel going, like it's going up the here. The opposite is happening. Yeah, my mom, who does so real estate, here. is shocked at like, things are going flying off the market right now. People are buying up, not just shedding. And so, I don't... I mean, maybe that's just like, hey, we need to buy a house before the th- fucking thing crashes and all credit is gone and we can't like actually get anything. I need to get a job so I can pay you the fucking mortgage so that I could get a house. So or everybody's, perform, you know, like put myself like in an even bigger noose. Yeah. I, that's my fear. Like it'll be a really great time to buy in a couple months for sure. It should be. And you got like, okay, do I take, but if I, if it's a really good time to buy in a couple months, it means I'm not getting my equity out of the thing that I own. Right. So the play <laughs> is to sell now and yeah. rent 
until you can put that equity into something that's dirt cheap. I was like, again, this is like that kind of market just fully supports a system that's like millionaires who just have capital to be able to move money like that. And then they buy up everything. And then you wonder why wealth accumulates in a certain spectrum on a certain no, lopsided you end. You know why. You don't need to. There need, there need be no wonder. Now, I don't want to I don't want to be misinterpreted. I'm not saying that that's wrong. Right. I'm just saying like, man, whoever put this game together really didn't think it through. Like or they really did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at some point, how much money Come do you on, think you need? Give, give me a little Illuminati love here. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck you, Illuminati. <laughs> you fucking knew it, man. That one eye. How do it I, sees all apparently. We talked about this the other day. What I think oh, yeah. rich is and then like past rich, rich that turns into wealth becomes an added stress. Like at some point, and I think there's studies to back this up. Maybe I'm just pulling this out of nowhere. But like rich to me is a specific amount of money in the bank that alleviates stress. Right? Yeah. It doesn't mean you can go buy a fucking Lamborghini. Although if you wasted your money, you probably could. Like you could probably pay cash for something that's extravagant, but you're not an idiot. So you don't, but that like, and then you have some sort of income that replaces your lifestyle that doesn't take more than 40 hours of work uh, a week working. That to me is rich. Like you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want. If you know, I mean, there's some caveats there. If you, if you're not dependent on another person for that. And yeah. you're not dependent on the economy being in a very specific spot for that. So rich to you is almost a, like a s- state of being more so than a bank account. Yeah, I think so. Because I know a lot of fucking wealthy people and they are poor as in the cycle of how they have to spend money essentially puts them bankrupt at the same point that I would be if, if money in, or income stopped. They just like they matched their lifestyle with their you know their income and it means it's null and void it's neutral yeah like it's the same existence six months and then you're out so if we're if six months is the thing mm-hmm. and let's are we saying we're like two months into this yeah in the in the may yeah i mean before like it fuck so another four months people will really start feeling the pinch <laughs> so i'm talking about <laughs> Most people are out of money and like most people have government or I mean, not most people, but a lot of people have jobs still because they can work from home. Like all the people that this should affect negatively probably are scooting by on the ability to work from home because their job is actually not that fucking important. And they can literally just, you know, receive emails, do business. But talk to my cousin who works for a prominent tech company fucking hates his life right now. He's working from home ever since. Uh, yeah. It, like they, you know, set him up computer, everything. And he says, because they need to like prove that people are working, you have to fucking just sit in your desk all day and wait for the next person to check on you, even though he's an upper management. Now he has to do that to other people. They're like, they schedule things throughout an eight hour work period. Yeah. In, in, in the amount of work he could get done, it's probably a half an hour of actual work. But instead, he just has to sit in his house and stare at his computer. And not get anything and, actually done. And guess what? Now there's no separation <laughs> yeah. from works between workspace mm. and relaxation space. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like you start yeah. doing that. Like I mean, I wrote an entire book, you know, in bed essentially in the bedroom because we lived in a 600 square foot yeah. cabin, yeah. and it was the only room. And I, 
and then I, you know, that's not when the insomnia started, but mm-hmm. essentially it's just like, oh, now this is not a place. It's not your bed re- anymore. It's not bed. Yeah. It's fucking work. Yeah. And it's, and it's not love. It's not relaxation. Yeah. It's not intimacy. It's fucking work. And it just like, it totally ruined the whole mm-hmm. space. And that's when I, I mean, at least I had a reloading bench down in the dirt, <laughs> dirt floor basement and I could fucking go down there. Like, well, some, that some, was... some activity that takes your mind out of a task. That's when people say like, oh, well, if I had a gym in my house, I would just work out. I'm like, no, you, no, no, you definitely no, In fact, it would make it worse. Yeah. Like, you, because, for like two weeks, you'd be super excited and then you'd just fall off. Totally. And that's what happens to most people. Like a client of mine has more equipment than we have in this entire space in his garage. Yeah. And he like he did it because he thought, well, you know, the barrier to entry to driving all the way down here, that's super you know, steep for me because he's a busy guy. <laughs> Never use it's really cool. It's a, it's a fucking awesome space. And he lives in the mountains, so you can like run outside. There's a trail that we actually rode on today in his backyard. There's all sorts of shit. He will never fucking use it because there's no separation. You're still attached to yeah. your home life and, and because his business is at his home too. Fuck, it's just one conglomerate. I I wonder how different that would be. I mean, it's different for me. I cannot do certain things at home. I need to come down to this office just to separate things. Well, I was going to say, even us, like mm-hmm. before this, all this shit happened, like, you know, two, three days a week, we go to Excel just to get away from here. Yes. And we could do anything we did at Excel here with the exception sure. of a few things. Sauna or whatever. Yeah. Assault runner. Yeah, maybe. that's about it. Yeah, it's a piece of equipment but it that was... I could actually purchase too. Like right. I could buy a sauna and I could buy an assault runner for a fairly little price, but the separation was important and the new, like going into a new environment, whatever that is, is also important to look around and be like, man, fuck these people. I'm really <laughs> glad I have my space. Not, yeah, not kind, of, the, kind of a reminder of what this is as opposed to just yeah. the more you're in it, the more you're like, all right, cool. I'm in this space again. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you mentioned something about the environment the other day on your post. Yeah. And it's shocking, even today, about how important that is. Like, I know it's important. We talk, it's like part it, of our thesis. Yeah. But when you don't, when you don't trim, you know, the garden that you've built, it yes. gets overrun and then it is nothing. Like, it's just a fucking, no, now it's just work. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny because I've been working on this, these, sermons and rewriting them and that's got comes with its own problems of time travel and other bullshit but um but i haven't been able to, i tried doing it here but it that wasn't working but now i'm gonna have to force myself to do it here because i don't like i could i could be distracted here or i could be unproductive at home and then mad at myself <laughs> for that Cause I just don't want to, it's like, it's his work. I don't want to do right now. And then when you're mad mm-hmm. at home and you're sitting at home, everything at home starts to anger you yes. or upset you. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah. Environment. So just put up Turns a sign out. that says working on sermons and Michael and I will just leave you alone. No, no, no. It's not even, <laughs> it's, it, it, no, no, just because uh, of how angry you'll become. D- oh. No, it's just come clang the monk bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, bring me a monkey that has little symbols or an accordion, and <laughs> I'll be it's... able to work like crazy. Oh, man. All right, we can make that happen. I mean, it has to be a living monkey. Oh, never mind. Yeah. 
because like a stuffed one, like you could never. I'd have to. I was playing the symbols. Sparkle has a monkey around here somewhere that I think Gus has commandeered. I I believe I saw it upstairs. I have a feeling that um, Sparkle would probably get along with a monkey for some reason. I just that's that's entirely possible. Let's see if they have exotic pets. (laughs) Other pets. Are we at Pet Smart? That didn't take long. Poison dart frog. Oh, we could use that. Most of these are going to be gerbils, python, hedgehog. These are not. Wait, you can get a hedgehog? Yeah, a chinchilla. (laughs) Do they have pangolins? A hedgy, a little hedgehog, a rabbit, a beehive. Are we serving that at the symposium? Pangolin? Pangolin. (laughs) Pangolin on a stick as appetizers for those carnivore folks out there? Slaughter-ready pigs. Are those slaughter ready? You're still in the pet section, right? Yeah. Hi, Junior. We got you a little piglet. You can enjoy it for about three days before we slit its throat and hang it up in the backyard. Oh, like actual pigs. I thought you meant Americans. (laughs) For a dollar, I can buy a dubia roach. I have no idea what that is. Some kind of fucking insect. Sugar glider. They're so fucking mean. Do they have murder hornets? (laughs) Oh, my God. A fucking seven-year-old alpaca. Who looks like that? You remember Kurt Loiter from MTV? Oh yeah, I, I don't. Oh get, no! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was his last name? Is it Loiter? Lo- Kurt Kurt Lauder Loiter? So, yeah, uh, I remember who you're. He's like he, seventy. Oh, talk yeah. about a fucking time warp. Talk about well. I'm gonna have to Google it later. Yeah, <laughs> I was not a big MTV guy back in the day. I'm not now either, but. I've never been, I guess. Does it still exist? I think so. I think it's just like the reality TV show station for the most oh, part. okay. I was actually going to make a stupid comment and ask the question, does, t- does TV still exist? <laughs> <laughs> but, but apparently that's where it's we're It's totally be- essential, Mark. It's where we're getting our Can news you from. Ma- like, what, <laughs> I, what would we do without the news? Be happy. Better. I don't like I or not that just the news, just TV in general. Like, yeah, the entertainment. I would miss a lot of the entertainment because it's artistic. A lot of those shows are like captivating, whatever. They give you a lot of whatever. It's but it's not that big of a deal. But do you think over time race all of you that. would find something to replace that? A hundred percent just yeah, as engaging if, show. if not more. <laughs> I think so. Opera, dude. I could be into it. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it. I think the ballet is actually pretty entertaining, but... No, but that's but, not on every night of the week. No. See, that's kind of the thing. You can always... You always know that if you turn on that thing, there'll something's happening inside of it. I, right? Yeah, I mean, I turn on that thing when I want to turn off this thing, that in, thing in, in yeah. my head. So, like, there's, like, a time at night where it's like, okay, it's time to play this stupid video game because I won't then think about all the bullshit that I've been thinking about and I can just shoot zombies or whatever. Which is really cool. You can modify all of your guns, Mark. (laughs) Right now, I should show you what gun I have. It is fucking crazy. It's like a Novensky AR-15 chambered in 300 blackout with like a suppressor and a foregrip and a fucking ACOG sight. You can, and then I, I got like so a custom So not legal in paint. California. No. Or, <laughs> I've or got New an York extended or... mag and a custom paint job on it. Fucking killing the shit out of people. 
If you went to like California, would they take those options away? <laughs> like you know, if you like, turn your video game on in California, it becomes like a musket. Yeah, we you should can only do seven plus one or. Oh my God, we should start. Oh, I'm lobby. sorry. That doesn't Should pass we lobby the... for that? If like that video game uh, guns should be regulated by how, wherever. Yeah, it should, should be exactly the same as yeah. the firearm. It's laws dangerous in the to state. even fantasize about having something illegal like that. That's true. And I think it's, you know, it's not fair to children in New York to fantasize about AR-15s when a musket's the best they'll ever do. <laughs> a musket. I mean, you know, hawking 50 cal or something like that. I mean, yeah, you only get one shot at a time and mm -hmm. you got to be really good to like reload on the run. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> really, you, really and, good. And, and if you're, if you've only got a single shot rifle, you're going to be doing a lot of fucking running. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> That'd be fun too, uh, though. <laughs> yeah I mean I mean to be you take your time the fucking answer yeah yeah right always. you take your time with each shot you'd be a little more cautious with those bullets yeah <laughs> not just spraying off like some 12 year old that found his dad's playboy <laughs> I didn't know where you were going to go with that but, but yes but like <laughs> graphic that is, I can't help the metaphors <laughs> that come into my head that just <laughs> it works I mean spray is is a very useful word <laughs> <laughs> so what have you guys been up to I know what Keegan's kind of been up to I walk, hike, and ride bikes now, and that's fucking it. He's tan. I, yeah, he's really been, tan. He's like all deed up. Yeah, they said and to fight the to fight the Rona, you need to get the D. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to get as much D as possible. I just do it orally. <laughs> I find orally doesn't work as well for me. It, yeah, Oral D <laughs> just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I just hate the taste, but but I'm I'm doing it for my lungs. <laughs> I feel like the the more clothes I, I take off, the yeah. more D I get. <laughs> that, that is, um, that is a thing apparently. I mean, for some people, yeah. some, some not people, for everybody. At, it it's need not for to, everybody. Need to be closed. You got to keep the sausage casing on, yeah. or the illusion will become apparent, <laughs> and the potential client slash victim will run. Client slash so, victim. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Slash dupe slash patsy. Slash, like I don't know what the right thing is, but if you're uh, you know, one of the 66% and you're trying to trick one of the, uh, the 34%. That's like one of the 66 breeding with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Keep, you know, double up on the spanks. Nice. Um, I've just been regardless of your, how you identify. Uh, I've been internet preaching. Yeah, no, you, I, Oh, you have been hardcore. Yeah. The like, last like I was three nights, you a pulpit. Uh, like, <laughs> The last three nights, I wanted to text Aaron and be like, "Is Michael okay?" I, yeah, I'm totally, I, like I just want to know what he's reading. You like get this stuff? And I'm like, what, what the motherfucker's reading right now? I'm still stuck on the fucking Unabomber manifesto. Oh Jesus Christ! It's that one's heavy a weird going, one. man. It really is. He's not a good writer. Well, he had no editor. <laughs> True, <laughs> like, it's a no solid grammar point, Nazi. Yeah. No. You know, he had that, whatever, that education that he did. It just then... doesn't flow nice. And a lot of the things that he says are just like, well, okay. Like, I, I mean, I, I agree with like a lot of what he's saying about the, the plight of technology and how it's good for humans to get away from technology and like live off of the earth because then they have a connection with being or whatever. All that stuff's super true. If it wasn't, we wouldn't appreciate Native American culture or you know, ancient Indian culture or like all of these things are rooted in a similar belief. Granted, if they had a fucking TV, they would have used it. So the, <laughs> I, that's the top, like uh, we talked about this the other day because Aaron's writing this book 
um, she got asked to help write all the recipes for a carnivore book. And there, there's three different variations in it. And a lot of it is like, you know, you can only do so many. In the end, you're just like, well, just like cook the meat and eat the meat. And so they're trying to be creative with like how to prepare it, how to yeah. make it taste better, whatever. And then there's some variations for like, well, look, there's a time where maybe this is not the appropriate thing. And here's what we would supplement with some fruit or something else. Totally arbitrary distinctions on what is allowed in a carnivore diet and what isn't. But then they got to the term they're using is ancestral. And I'm like, man, that's just like used so incorrectly. I was like, if we were to eat like our ancestors, it's eat whatever the fuck you can. Like, yeah, because you don't know when you're going to eat again. No, you're like, what's that? Oh, man, that made me sick. What's that? Oh, that tastes like garbage, but <laughs> I can What's that? Live. Oh, I died. Okay, yeah. don't eat that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the ancestor diet is just a bad nomenclature for for to describe any diet and so aaron i'm doing so that's what people are doing generally they're just like oh i don't know what i'm gonna be able to eat again i should just eat all of this and i just happen to be in the cookie aisle so right um it's opportunism like i think opportunity that would describe the human diet more than anything it's like what's around you what's edible what won't make you sick and what leads to more food and i was gonna say them not knowing what time when they're gonna eat is like am i gonna eat at six or seven not am i gonna eat tomorrow or next week yeah yeah yes (laughs) i so now me and aaron are like she wants to do it strictly so she can like talk about it correctly yeah and so we've been doing it you know it's not that much different for me okay like, it's really not that i mean especially yeah. timing wise pretty much just I, remove sourdough toast in the morning and for sure it. And that was my big thing i was like fuck i can't eat toast like what the shit man i had some good toast today i know it's good uh. it's just texturally yeah. like texturally it's really pleasing i don't even care if i eat that much of it but the chips same thing with like tortilla chips i've been eating those cassava flour grain-free tortilla chips yeah. they're fucking delicious and i just want it's no, just they're salt. not which ones are you getting well, the ones that were in the kitchen here that were kind of left over or something, man, they'd like, I was just like, this is fucking vile. Really? <laughs> Corn is. You just potato. wanted your tortilla strips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, okay. And okay. Actually here, let me tell you the real problem. I'm yeah. like, I, yeah, I, I was, I was referring to the product when I meant the bullshit packaging. Oh, yeah. How to open one of those fucking bags? It's not even that. Oh, okay. Not even that. They tried the childproof thing. doesn't work on me. <laughs> I'm talking about the serving. So I'm just like, wait oh, a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a second. These taste good. There's enough chips in this bag to fill a coffee cup. <laughs> and then it's empty. Yeah, it's a personal serving. <laughs> There's a lot of I'm air in like, those bags. Yeah. It's quite a bit. Yeah, to protect the chips. When you go to Costco and you get the tortilla strips... They don't care about protecting that shit. They do not care. And they bake them hard enough so they don't turn into little crumbs in the bottom. Like if you get the potato chips at the Whole Food brand, mm-hmm. you know, 365 potato chips, whatever. you Like, get them home. Like you, they, uh, they're probably crumbs in the store. You just don't know it until you open the bag. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, already yeah. been destroyed because they're just like... <laughs> Some employee kicked it down the aisle to put yeah, it on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Or, kicked it off the truck. And, yeah. Or they're so fragile because they're mm-hmm. so lovingly made or whatever the fuck makes them cost $14. Um 
But man, you go those it's mission strips. Or, you know, it's like I don't know. Is that like a twelve pound bag? Or what? <laughs> it's a big it's, fucking. It's bag. It's a big fucking bag. If it man, is, like, apparently I can eat six pounds of tortilla chips. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, okay. Well, so, uh, but you, I like the I like the the only reason I like those cassava ones is because they're cooked with avocado oil. So you get you can get potato chips cooked in avocado. Oil, you can. Right? Yeah. Um, but then, potato chips aren't as good dipped in salsa. There's something about tortilla chips and salsa. Yeah. I mean, it's a vessel no, in the it's end. A, it's a vessel in the end. You know, something that... But you're right on the on the, on the the frailty. Yeah. Because dipping them in guacamole will just frustrate you to no end. Exactly. Unless every, it's Because every chip would break. Yeah, it does. All, and then you got to get another chip, and then you get the fuck. And then pretty soon you just get a fork. <laughs> and you add the chips and you add the chips, my chips into the guacamole and eat <laughs> it's it. It's like cereal. I'm going to piss off everybody at a at a like a party that there's guacamole. That. I'm going to get the guacamole, put it on a plate and I'm just going to crumble my chips over it and then eat it with a fork and just watch people. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's ingenious. It might be, but it's also one of those like Seinfeld moments where yeah. people would be really bothered like what are you like doing? Eating a Snickers with a fork yeah. and a knife. I mean, maybe that's the new culture because we're not allowed to dip anything anymore with COVID-19 being so, you know. Contagious and yeah. shit. Like, no more dip yeah. party. I mean, we're talking about how to do the food for the symposium, and we're like, oh, shit. We, like, literally one person has to divvy up everything, and only one person touches the food, does the thing, in order to make sure that, oh. Can we get a conveyor belt? Oh my god! Like one of those sushi bars. Yeah, that'd just be goes so around. cool. Like you just spin it to the person. Like you do the thing. Yeah, and that's just a lazy Susan. That's that'd be pretty cheap. We could do that. Yeah, we have a lazy Susan. It's really small. <laughs> it is. Just make it. Well, we'll just put a bigger disc on it. Oh, that's true. No, I thought the you principles. were talking about a client. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Sue <laughs> isn't that lazy. <laughs> I, uh, you had to go and say it. Um, anyway, the <laughs> so one thing I have learned during the lockdown, mm-hmm. you know, been well learned how to make tortillas. That wasn't you know, it's fucking fried bread, whatever. That wasn't that bad. But okay, I've been like I've been making hummus at home for a long time. Yeah, and I had read that if you take the skins off the chickpeas, the hummus is creamier and smoother. And I said, there's no fucking way that's worth it. And then you did. Did you it. find there, out it's worth it? There's no fucking way that's worth it because I went on the internet and it was like 50% of the people said it doesn't matter. And 50% of the people said, man, it's the most amazing. Right. It's how they get it so creamy. I'm just like, man, I got to You went to a chat room dedicated to hummus? To, to making hummus. It, it was a different chat room, but we did talk about hummus. Oh, okay. Spreading it in various <laughs> places. Um, anyway, uh, and then one night we tried it, Uh-oh. and those motherfuckers, 50% of those fuckers were right. It's, it's worth it. totally worth it. How long does it take and to do that? It depends. A 15-ounce can, on my own, I can do in about 20 minutes. <laughs> How much hummus does that make? Is that a single That's serving? One or garbanzo you, bean Can you share that <laughs> without paying attention to how much the other person's eating? Yes. Okay. Actually, that's like, you know... When I do the 15, you know, depending on the amount of tahini I use and that kind of thing, um, th- that gets a, us through about three days. Okay. So I'm, oh, that's a good I'm making what's hummus the, a couple days what's a week. What's the process? Is it like a smash and then peel off each one? or is No, it like- it's basically grabbing each one and kind of squirting it out and then putting the skin in the discard bowl. Shit. Is it oddly it, satisfying? No, okay. not at all. <laughs> 
It's so. It's not the, like emptying edamame or something. No. Where you like pop it out and it feels good. And it um, you know, because when you're doing that, usually you're eating it right afterwards, and it's kind of salty and it's been baked and and uh, yeah. This the only satisfying part is to kind of have a race, you know. And Selena and I sometimes, you know, you know we. Competitive chickpea peeling. Exactly. Man, coronavirus <laughs> is really fucking us up. <laughs> Jeez. But damn, if if but some good hummus, it was good hummus. Yeah, yeah. Man, and, uh, I heard there's a I, secret to putting that popped garlic. I, I believe it's called ta, uh, Tawi or something. Tuli, Tuli. No, no, that's a place in Utah. Tuilla. <laughs> no, it's, it's a t- it starts with a T, whatever it is. It's like this popped uh, garlic that they blend with oil and it becomes super creamy and you put that in the hummus. Oh, that stuff that we used to get at that... Um, Middle Eastern place. The Middle Eastern yeah. place yeah. in Rochester or wherever. Yes. Is that where we were at the mm-hmm. time? <laughs> I can't, I can't remember. remember. But the, the, the shish tawuk or whatever, and they bring yep. that white sauce that's yeah. just like, oh. that, Yeah, that's popcorn. You, that's it. Yeah. But you know it's made with like the shittiest oil imaginable. For it's sure. Like, yeah, that was a place in uh, that Berkey took me to was phenomenal. Like that was so good. And all I, I tasted it, I was like, man, this is made with some <laughs> it's kind like of trans, seed it's still or trans fat or whatever. <laughs> yeah. God, I'm so hungry. This is not helping anything. Oh, sorry. Well, I was going to go back. I'll finish talking about the carnivore thing. So we're trying it and we're talking about that doesn't help stuff. either. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I'm just thinking about ribeyes. Nice. Um, and really it comes down to like when we're talking about, okay, what can we eat? And you're like, you know, Aaron, of course, is like, well, can I have bread on it? <laughs> like, and she'll go back and forth between, can I have fruit? Can I have this? Can I have that? Can I? And I go, this is what's funny in knowing about different diets or whatever the arbitrary yeah. thing classification is happening. The the real thing is like, what are you trying to do with the diet? Not what diet are you trying to do, but what are you trying to do with it? And it will... Wait, you put the do in front instead yeah, of Yeah, and it changes after. everything. And it's like, <laughs> am I trying to adhere to a bunch of random arbitrary guidelines so that I can get along with the other group that does the same thing and we can talk about how good we are at doing the thing? Or do I just rationalize what I'm trying to eliminate or get out as a result of doing the diet? By being really strict in only eating red meat, essentially, for the most of it. And this is how I describe like You can be carnivore to me, and you can still eat bread if the majority of your calories and nutrition comes from that thing. Unless you're using it to do something different than me. In which case, do something different. Like if you have problems, if you're fiber intolerant or whatever, cool, get rid of every vegetable, every fruit, everything. But I I conclude that whatever you're doing is the majority of the calories, not yeah. just a strict adherence to the arbitrary gar- guidelines. It's kind of like meat-based almost as opposed to exactly. anything else. And, and then you go like, am I get the benefit I'm looking for is X, Y, and Z. I want to see inflammatory markers uh, improved and all these other things. Okay, fuck, that means I probably shouldn't use chili oil on every fucking piece of meat that I use. But if I don't have that fucking problem, then feel free to like distribute your condiments liberally. Uh, I'm really going to give like carnivore and ice cream a go and see what happens. I don't see why not. I mean- 99% of what you're eating is from the same animal. So you are 
you know, and that, that's my excuse for dairy being acceptable on a carnivore diet. It's like, it's a high protein, high fat, what it's the same constituent almost as the meat. So why wouldn't it be? Because mm, people have a problem with dairy, especially Asian and Middle Eastern descent. Yeah, I think, but, but it's, but that's their problem. That's not the problem of the diet. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's like an individual. I'm just kind of curious. Like, wait, yeah, so we, there, we're making up arbitrary rules about how like, to eat. Like, sure. The, the lion's diet, I think it's called. That's Michaela Peterson's thing. That's Jordan Peterson's daughter. She has like every fucking autoimmune disease yeah. under the sun. Like she looks at carbohydrates and like her feet start itching. So her diet is water, steak, salt, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And then Super like things kind of move from there where you know sean baker you know people call him the quote-unquote godfather of carnivore just because he brought it to the mainstream you know read into that as you will but he's a ribeye strip steak white fish kind of guy and then there's paul saladino i think probably has the most scientific stuff backed backing his diet is occasional steaks organ meat um and that's kind of the way he does it and then there's people in between that throw in carbs or, you know, fruits, vegetables as needed. And everybody kind of, you know, that's the thing with diets is kind of find out what works for you and not get so dogmatic and like, the, this is what this person does. So this is what I need to do. Well, I, I, I draw the line at eating dog. That's fair. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's dogmatic. Yeah. I don't, I don't eat like, dog, dude. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't even like, I don't think anybody listening <laughs> to this is going to be some diehard, diehard carnivore or whatever, but, you know, people would, you know, berate you for saying what you've said and it's like like okay let's find out where things well, fit that, as well, opposed to that was my thing. point right i mean yeah no like, i know right yeah. it's yeah. the same thing uh, funny enough it is dogma like we get so obsessed with the rules of the thing that dictates what we're supposed to do that we forget about the actual intention of what like we're why we were yeah had gravitated to that in the first place yeah like yeah. why why i fast for 40 days or whatever for lent you're like there's well because i was on this boat <laughs> exactly and it was raining and there was you know <laughs> And that's and when I became happened. to be no food. And, and that's and, when I became a carnivore. <laughs> and that's why the species is missing about three percent, or the you know the all of the the life on the planet is down three percent because I was on a boat and they were on a boat too and they couldn't run and yeah. I was hungry so I ate. I some mean, and- at the end of my forty day Lent, I just I know I I just take part in incest, You're following the Bible strictly. When oh. is when is Lent? I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I think it's in April, maybe something. Something. March. Is it forty days? Yeah. I thought the I thought quanta quarantine. I thought you, but I thought the original. That's where it comes from. Do a percentage, oh. and have it be the same thing. I just pay more to the church. And yeah. I feel better See, about I'm, I'm just like, look, I can I can do four days. What's it going to cost? Yeah. Like, how do I buy? Can I buy thirty six days? <laughs> like, uh, of, I mean. The really funny thing is people get so fucking angry about the rules of something that was literally created by another person. Like you get, no, this is the category. This is what it is. And you like, it is quite funny. Like I watched Lane Norton go off on, he's so angry at people that have exclusionary diets. He's like visceral about it. Why are you doing that? And he get like, why, why do you care what other people do? And he gets mad that people claim that they like have had success doing something because they attribute it to low carbohydrate or whatever. And I, I think it's really important to understand that like calories is a huge factor, 
but it is not a mechanical, like we're not mechanical to the point where calories is the only factor. In fact, it gets amplified by what type of calories they are because there's a feedback loop in what you eat that responds to what you want to eat. Like the emotional state that you get from eating something changes the input or the output. And so you have this constant input output thing feeding and then the calories are obviously a part of that. And so is it really that hard to fathom that like somebody could do better even if the mechanisms don't make sense to you? That they make sense in nature. Like nature has figured something out where if you eat a bunch of processed fucking bullshit, you're going to be fat and sick and you'll probably die. But if you don't have access to manufactured foods and you eat less processed foods, the chances of you overeating are very little. Well, we talked about it, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, about the restrictions of diets. And when you say carnivore, somebody goes, oh, it's too restrictive. You yeah, can't do that. Yeah, yeah. But I can eat five ribeyes on carnivores, probably 5,000 calories. Yeah. And I almost can guarantee I will not gain any weight. Right. But if you put me on a diet of macros, I'm going to have to restrict calories because I'm not going to be able to eat the carbs and the fat and the protein in right. that abundance and not start gaining weight. And you just, you just got an emotional, which is an input for an emotional change, which changes your hormonal profile based off of how you were approaching the calories that you're consuming. So you change, you, you, you added stress actually to a system that doesn't need to be stressed because right. we're not used to that stress. And so you could call it restrictive eating, but in a sense, it's actually unrestricted eating. Like it's the opposite of what people think. Yeah. Well, I'm, it just depends on the definition. What they're talking about is like a variety of sources being restricted. Yeah. While you know we are talking about like the the the, the calories essentially being restricted right. as a byproduct. There's always something that's restricted. Right. So I always, always. I yeah. I've been trying to to breathe more. <laughs> but it turns out my lungs are restricting the amount of oxygen that I can actually take in and process. Oh, man, that's body shaming. Yeah, I think you just need to <laughs> practice breathing more often. You, really? Yeah, you should probably do it more. I try to do it all the, like, pretty much 24-7. Is that not enough? I don't can think I, so. Do you know what's weird? You got to do it 36-7? <laughs> there's, there's people that live their entire life without actually thinking about their breath. They've never even considered it. How Sam of you. Yeah, kind of. Except I brought that point to his attention. <laughs> I, I'm, sure you, I'm, I'm sure you did. And I'm sure. But none of us fucking like, care about Sam right now, so I can make fun of him all I want. Yeah, right. Uh, is it that is that, that's a really bizarre thing to me both sam and that fact yeah. <laughs> so, there was a this concept i mean a long long time ago i mean i might have been I, I think i was 20 so uh and this friend of mine uh, blitz was working as a bike messenger and in seattle mm -hmm. so you know sometimes sometimes of the year it's you're you know basically burning calories just because of temperature and mm -hmm. how wet you are and cold and shit all the time and that's kind of hilly and they do these deliveries all around town and um and the, the the amount of food that he could eat based on that job was shocking i say he's probably yeah. fit as fuck super yeah. fit and then um and then one thing one day we were somewhere and he just like drank a quart of kefir which is <laughs> like yes yeah. uh, nice i i know it's just like Whoa, that is a fuck ton of calories. And he goes, 
And in about five minutes, okay. I'm going to feel like a god. And then we still got on this, t- on this discussion about like most people don't feel the food that they eat. Oh, yeah. And that is something that stayed with me. Obviously, it's changed. You know, it goes from that where it's like, man, I do this work that puts me in a caloric deficit. Mm-hmm. And so when I do actually eat or I get that banana or whatever, boom, it's, it's like, like Mario Brothers eating the mushroom. Fucking drugs. Yeah, <laughs> Just, exactly. I, I would say people might feel what they eat, but never in a positive way. It's, well, exactly. So, uh, so the so the concept changed over time yeah. for me because I, the population I was observing was different, and so now, yeah, people feel it like it yeah. tickles. Like I got to eat this thing because I'll feel more secure in this really insecure and strange time, and then I'm just like, wow, you're 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 not eating to f- satisfy a sense of hunger, except. A, a physical hunger, like a lack of calories kind of hunger. You are eating to satisfy some sense of purposelessness or emptiness yeah. or insecurity or fear or whatever. But that still doesn't mean you've like, you're still not feeling it. How, how like, how often do you think people mix up that signal for hunger? Like as in they mix up the signal uh, as an appetite, but really it's a hunger for a different life, like a every, different every day. Every, I agree. Every fucking day. I, yeah. that, that's so, it's so true. I mean, we, we obviously joke about it because when we practice nutrition, we attend to that problem, Yeah. but it's strange that that's not talked about more, how people fulfill such a shitty existence. And it's probably the same mechanism. Like it, it might even be the same hormone that's clicking off and being like, man, you should change shit about your life. You need more. You need something fulfilling. You need attention. You need to feel success or you need to feel fulfillment or something. And because you can't do that, fill your stomach. Well, and I think that's like when people work so much, they go, oh God, I forgot to eat today. Yeah. Because they have something that's fulfilling to them Yeah, and it's their work or whatever they're doing. And people are like, I don't understand how you do that. It's like, that's because you don't do anything (laughs) in life that's fulfilling to you. Totally. Or- so consuming in some way yeah, yeah. that you're unable to, you can't allow for distraction. Like there's no, there's no bandwidth there. I, I, I find most of the time when I'm feeling that kind of, I, I get thirsty. I don't really get hungry. Mm. What, what quenches your thirst? Generally spirits. <laughs> <laughs> and they like, also, like the Holy ghost spirits or, um, yeah, I, just I pray a lot. I, I can, I can drink until I feel like the Holy Ghost for sure. <laughs> Just haunting people. Nice. <laughs> I, I mean, we. This is really. Weird. He. Um. We have trained Lambert. Okay. We have. Um. I, you're familiar with the marshmallow test, right? I'm not. So the marshmallow test was done. I think it was a Skinner study, actually. Uh, behavioral sciences in the 70s, where they would put a marshmallow in front of kids. And if they didn't eat the marshmallow over 45 minutes, oh, they could right. have two marshmallows. But, it, you know, if they did eat it, that's all they got. And what they know, so they just studied the kids for 45 minutes. The kids that stared at the marshmallow got about five minutes until they just ate it. The kids who wanted to distracted themselves. They got busy. They started making something. They started pl- like writing things. They started folding an airplane, whatever. So this is known as the marshmallow test, how to like distract yourself. I noticed it literally for the first time last night that we've trained him to do that. So he'll like when we have steak or whatever, he'll like sit there at attention, the best eye contact you've ever had. It's pretty impressive. For sure. He just like, 
nonstop locks eyes. If mm-hmm. you guys watch the video episode of this, you'll be able to see Michael's eyes mm-hmm. and what he means. <laughs> oh, exactly. Right. Just staring up like <laughs> you've never blinked in your the entire life. The funny thing is we've I tr- I tried but we've already been deplatformed. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, we started a YouTube channel and got taken down before I even started it. Pre-D-platform? Well, pre-D- exactly. We did make fun of the CDC, and we don't follow their guidelines. Hence, we're recommending a diet that they don't... Yeah, maybe we should do carnivore plus industrial seed oil. And then they'll recommend it? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so chip, uh, what was that? Steak and blazed potato chips? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we told Lambert we were eating these ribeyes last night, and we told Lambert like, he could jump on the stool next to us, like on at the actual table and i was like i wonder how close he would actually get to like eating it off the plate because he's fairly well disciplined yeah and aaron would feed him a scrap and he'd look at her and the second she didn't have anything in her hand he looks the other way and then she'd pick up another scrap and he's back looking at the scrap and if you like point to the plate he'll look the other way he knows not he's not allowed to take something off of the plate but if he fixes fixates on it he'll want to exactly he he knows whatever knows in quotations he knows that that leads to bad behavior or he won't be you know he'd be reprimanded for that so he distracts himself but he knows it's coming he just waits for the signal oh yeah. it's in the hand and i was like fuck we just need to figure out a way that that naturally happens with people so naturally it does I'm creating just, something you called look the shock away. collar for dieters Oh, I was going to say you look away from your bank account and maybe the $1,200 will appear. <laughs> you know it's coming because they, they, they said it, they promised, yeah. right? They said it they would. They told me. I was kind of thinking that's where like macro nutrition kind of goes wrong because mm. everybody's so fixated on hitting a number, mm. what time they're going to eat, yep. what the caloric load of each snack and meal needs to be mm-hmm. that every day is there's so much attention on food that over time it becomes overwhelming and they go back to the thing they're doing. That That's why there's something inherently good about a style that pays attention to that, knowing that, okay, measurement is good, right. but you can never take the measure out of the system. Like the observer is yeah. part of the problem. And so if, if you can... Because regardless of the number on the scale, yeah. it's what I want it to be exactly uh, and, and so unless there's not enough of it and then of course i'm that, gonna i'm gonna modify that a little bit yeah you do find that and so if you can get somebody to like, okay for this time period we're gonna learn about food and what it weighs and and how to eyeball it so that you can get as far removed from the measurement process yes. as possible every once in a while checking yourself oh, wait, you like you need to make it as automatic as possible by practicing yes. for x amount of time beforehand yeah. so then you can not have to think about it's, it it's no different than any other skill like mountain biking costs me so much because i am still like trying to find a line without crashing and i know like i fuck up that line so much that i'm overcorrecting overcorrecting thinking about it and then because i'm overthinking about it i crash or i like i miss my line i was like but the second i can i got into a couple there where i knew i knew the terrain well enough and i knew how it rolled i could not think and i could just feel where the bike was and it was like a 30 second jaunt it felt like you're just floating over the world like it was the smoothest thing ever and then we got to switch back and that went out the fucking window because <laughs> i can't but write a berm to save my like, life that's a practice that you've now been practicing yeah. for a couple weeks months however long the, that trail's been dry yeah and i don't think a lot of coaches for nutrition not all of them um but there's a lot out there that you know they've done a precision nutrition certification yeah. They don't actually understand the psychology behind it. Right. And they just give people macros and they're not actually teaching them anything. They're just like, here's my best guess on numbers. Yep. 
Totally. And then when something else happens, let ah. me know and I'll give you another best guess. But they're not teaching. I probably have less than 100 hours on a mountain bike or give or take, like maybe around 100 hours or something. And that means in a two-hour ride, I got about a minute of freedom. Right. <laughs> to give you perspective. And I tracked my diet for seven years. So it means most of my meals don't have to be paid attention to. But I also have to recheck myself yep. all the time to be like, wait, do I, what the fuck am I eating? Yeah. And like, what am I consuming? Because it does become mindless. And then you go off the path because too, too little no mind leads to needing some mind in there somewhere. Or a dumb, a nine, dumb, dumb mind matrix <laughs> something i don't know someone to tell you what to do some precision nutrition person to crack the whip so to speak oh, let's not, give you another best guess let's not promote that place too much oh is that an actual business yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it's shit. A, sorry it's a nutrition coaching certification oh, tm yeah yeah in like 2012 maybe <laughs> I, I don't know i went through it it seemed okay it That's, seemed like a good place to start it's my new nutrition company atm <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'd Fuck. I'd put it in reverse. <laughs> I'd just do M MTA because that's because I mean unless you want to flip diet on its head and then you could try and absorb nutrition rectally if you want. I mean I don't know. It's suppository nutrition tablets. Um, I've that's it, our technology. It either does a nonprofit technology seem as TM. satisfying or it seems more. It, it depends, it, I think, it, on your viewpoint. The, and, the sense of fullness you get <laughs> is, can be remarkable. I mean, legitimately, <laughs> it's a lower fullness. I'm really it's trying to think the, this through. <laughs> you might be able to patent something like that the nonprofit suppository nutrition program. And it's like pellets that have really, you know, okay. high rates. So I. There was a period of time, you know, when we were trying to figure out like best practices, most efficient practices um, for rehydration. Ah, oh, God, I knew it. <laughs> it was it was coming. I, I mean, it's 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 where the you know that whole other episode started. I would say, did this idea stem from a Camelback episode? It, it didn't. It the, this preceded that. Okay. Oh. Which um, is how you knew yes. to do that. Well, I was kind of... Mark has done a lot of butt shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, I like... Butt shit sounds funny. I, I like to think of it as butt stuff yeah. more than anything. I'm sure you've done plenty of butt shits, too. I, I've <laughs> done plenty of feces. It has to come out. Had. It does. Sooner or later, it's come, it, is, it is going to come out sooner or later. Um, but there, there is some evidence that... Uh, um, rehydration via the colon especially um if you can't hold water down orally um or you know it's just like look there's a there's 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 more surface area and there's more surface area than with an iv like you're trying to drip an iv bag in yeah and it takes a really long time but man you get that hose up there you get someone to sit on that bag It's pretty quick. It's pretty quick. Oh, man. You just need to get the right temperature or <laughs> depending on what you, you want. Do you want to stimulate, you know, some muscular activity down there or do you want to, you know, keep everything quiet so you can hold it in for as long as possible before I'm thinking like the not, promised release. I'm thinking, instead of pushing on a bag, I'm thinking like a, weird. <laughs> a, like a fire bellow. <laughs> yes. I like that. I totally dig that. You just like pump that. Yeah. Uh, oh god. Yeah. 
You gotta be careful. Whoa, 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 yeah. that's good. <laughs> whoa, slow it down. Exactly. Slow it down. Prolapse that thing. <sighs> Man, I'm so hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> There's at least half a dozen of our 24 listeners going, "What the fuck is a fire bellow?" They'll look it up. Yeah, yeah, I hope. exactly. And you're just like normally it would be sucking in air from the intake right. valve, the one way valve. But if you just put a hose on that and add that, you know, put that into some water, that, that, I think that's what the, uh... something that contains some electrolytes. Or I think that's what the stand up paddleboards are. Those two way pumps. So at first, when the pressure is low, it yeah. just draws on the pole. Okay. And then when it becomes a certain PSI and it has back pressure, then you can yeah. pump, pump. So it gets two. Oh, interesting. So there's no waste. I'm thinking you can get a lot of pressure into <laughs> your <laughs> hydration system <laughs> using a, a, a stand-up paddle. dual pump. valve system. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> God yeah. damn it. I can't even remember what we were talking about. We are giving it, really good nutrition advice, and now we're giving really poor... Um, rehydration advice. Or 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 good. Or, or good. Up to you. Well, I was going to say extracurricular it's, activity <laughs> advice. It it's all comes down to, you know, if you're brave enough. Nice. <laughs> I, fuck. I can't wait to see Thurk this weekend. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, see, I just kind of figured, like, we ought to put that out there because he is coming to town. Yeah, so we're doing our symposium. That's kind of fucking crazy. We can talk about the hiccups going on with that. I was yeah. going to mention that. I didn't know where we were at with talking about that. Uh, I think we should be total. I mean, I to everybody that was showing up. Well, I'll just. Fair. I'm going to put this out after the symposium's over. So. Oh yeah. So yeah. So it's let's not talk about it. So there's an like, <laughs> there's obviously an interesting thesis going on about how to like continue to do what you do. With most people, just read the superficial angst that i put over like a story or whatever right they come to the opinion generally speaking that i somehow am a denier of the pandemic in the worst case scenario or it flops the other way too where i'm you know authoritarian or whatever so which are which are you uh, neither i'm not anything like i change wait my... wait wait no i gotta put you in a box man <laughs> I... what's your box <laughs> how do you identify um, I think it's cisgender neutral, and I identify as a male with a box. No, I'm just, <laughs> I, 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 so is it cardboard? Is it plastic? Can I see through it? Is it? Well, I'm against it petroleum it, products, oh. uh, and I don't like wasting, so I have a recycled box. A so recycled. Okay. You have an aluminum box. Yeah, I'm <laughs> aluminum box. Exactly. Um, that, I've got a hot box. It's somewhere in between <laughs> all of the. Like I take it super seriously, and to yeah. To, prove that point like we shut down basically before it was even advised in the state yeah um I, before it was even in the u.s or registered we were flying with masks anyway so like <laughs> and i i'm not talking about fucking paper masks i'm talking about carbon filtered like real masks that actually seal around the edges of the mouth i even considered you didn't have a paper bag over your head with eye holes cut <laughs> in it that wasn't your mask that's for other things that's yeah okay I, I mean, I like I even thought I was considering shaving my beard because it doesn't allow a perfect seal in like, yeah, you know, there's some that would be serious. And all the uh, fucking cool kids are doing it. That's true. Shaving their beards. That you is. say they're cool, but <laughs> well, <laughs> so uh, true. first of all, I do take it seriously. And then, you know, obviously things settled and it, it's really worth noting that the UK just classified this disease as not that deadly. Wait, what? I'm not joking. And I'll read this because it is so fucking fundamentally absurd um, because they're still under lockdown, right? Like that that's still the thing. Let's see if I can find this. 
Um, I think it's here. Well, we're trapped now. Well, we're stuck into an idea for sure. Fuck, did I not save it? Maybe I didn't save it. Um, Maybe it wasn't true. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you were just making shit up again. I, I Maybe it was just that. like a, you know. Oh, man, who gave that to me? I can't remember who sent it. No, that's not it. Anyway, some kind of anti-imperialist rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, or some. Maybe it's something however else you identify. Well, whatever other box. And some of the stuff pisses people off because they want to, you know, statistically speak. Oh, here it is. Uh, here, this is on the UK Gov website. Wait, is that it? No, that was a different one. That was the mask test. Um, oh, the fuck. mask test. Oh, where it, yeah, it n- doesn't work. It. Yeah, for some reason I can't fucking find the thing. So it's kind of what you know. What people have been saying this is not about actual safety; it's about compliance. Something like that, but I think it's now to the so they basically classify it. I can't read it verbatim, which I would like to, but they basically how they classify it is a contagion, but it is not as deadly as other contagions, i.e., it's classified in a normal sickness range, contagious, but also not as deadly based off of just the statistics that they're seeing. Now they're still in lockdown. So that that means that yeah. they have to somehow not be liable for the legal implications of overreacting. So they're continuing with the sh- which is a totally understandable. Like it really is. Oh, yeah. I mean, part of the thing, you know, that we've discussed is like, oh, they're afraid of saying they're wrong. Yeah. But what hasn't been brought up is if they do say that we were wrong, yeah. Then the and especially in the United States, opening themselves up potentially to certain litigation. Yeah, I'm yeah. guessing. I think that's, that's what how it I really feel is. about it too. Because um, even if they reopen everything tomorrow, people are still going to die from this. Yes, just like they die from a lot of other things. I'm not comparing all those things. I'm just saying we haven't had to quarantine for other things people die from. I forgot to breathe and I died. Right. <laughs> it was weird. Or I ate so much that my neck was so big that while I was sleeping, I couldn't breathe and I died. Uh, yeah. But, or I choked on my own right. blubber. But uh, <laughs> following that ATM diet, it was the weirdest thing. Uh, and um, I, I feel like, so, so you guys were telling me, you were telling me about uh, a coalition or a group of gyms in Ohio. Oh, yeah. So I had a, some that, friends in Ohio. Made a legal challenge of some kind. Yeah, and I don't know all the specifics, but I know gyms in Ohio are allowed to open now because uh, some gyms got together and they band together with, I believe it was like some organization called like the 1851 Constitutional Coalition, something like that, I believe. Okay. And they went in front of a judge and the judge ruled that it was unconstitutional for their gyms to be closed and gyms as of, I want to say I read that last Monday or Tuesday. Okay. We're allowed to open, you know, with quarantine or uh, coronavirus following certain procedures yeah, or whatever, protocols or like whatever. stuff that you know smart people would do anyway yes potentially maybe yep. if they were you know not convinced of their immunity or the you know or you know, they, they didn't know which percentage or tenth of a percentage to believe about the right lethality the potential lethality um so that to me is kind of a fascinating thing because if it's because if it would if, if those per- obviously the Constitution didn't say anything about a particular type of business. Right. Right. So if it's true for gyms, it's probably 
Presumably, you would presumably you would, you'd put this, you know, put it up against the same sort of right. constitutional litmus test, and you'd say that look, all of these other measures, depending, you know, how it relates to public health and blah blah blah, it, you know, it, yeah, I, I mean, I don't feel like us holding a symposium because hey, we're in yellow code yellow, whatever that means in Utah. Right? Oh, I didn't even Except know for, that. Is that? Here it is. Oh, lay it on me. This is from www.gov.uk. I think that it's official. Status okay. of COVID-19. As of the 19th of March, 2020. This is not new. COVID-19 is no longer considered to be a high-consequence infectious disease in the UK. The Four Nations Public Health HCID group made an interim recommendation in January 2020 to classify COVID-19 as an HCID. This was based on consideration of the UK HCID criteria about the virus and the disease with information available during the early stages of the outbreak. Now that more is known about COVID-19, the public health bodies in the UK have reviewed the most up-to-date information about COVID-19 against the UK HCID criteria. They have determined that several features have now changed in particular more information is available about mortality rates low overall in parentheses and there is now greater clinical awareness and a specific and sensitive laboratory test the availability of which continues to increase the advisory committee on dangerous pathogens is also of the opinion that COVID-19 should no longer be classified as HCID that was in March that was in March March 19th Two months later, still locked down. Still like the like. So okay, I, I'm so I, I like I feel like I'm on a similar page where it's not that I don't take it seriously. It's that it's not a, it is not the fucking Ebola of common colds or whatever yeah, you want. It's, not, it's not the Spanish flu, right? It's it, you know, and maybe like how many people have died worldwide? I think like five million or something. Um, can I just be callous and say who fucking cares? Yeah, no, because I don't think that's callous. compared to, and I don't think it's even remotely close to five million number of other was, things. I thought it was five point five. Um, you know, we've been trying to stop some other things that are fairly lethal, and oh, sorry, oh, that's five million confirmed cases, three hundred forty-eight thousand deaths. Man, I was way off. <laughs> so I'm even less callous. Well, which is. You no, know. I agree. And it sounds it sounds like man, um, but I. It does sound. Th- this is the kind of the argument I got in with. You know, one of our listeners. Uh, yeah. I posted a world ometer stat. Yeah. And she took contention with the statistic because it showed zero <laughs> percent of people under the age of, of nine or whatever. Uh, yeah. What are not there's yeah. no deaths there and and, and she goes well this is obviously bullshit it's not true because there's people that have died that are under age nine she sent me an article where like three kids died or whatever yeah and I, go, I, I totally get it and that seems really shitty to say that they don't count but that's statistically insignificant into a graph that has 386,000 deaths the decimal point doesn't show one or two deaths in that category right therefore it, it reveals zero that doesn't mean they didn't die. We're talking about math. We're not talking about your feelings. Which was my point when I was talking about the other day, I mentioned mm-hmm. something about 
you know, a hundred thousand deaths. It's an incalculable loss. And I'm oh, like, yeah. no, you, you, no, no, you actually already calculated it. You just calculated <laughs> it. You did it. You, if you, if it was incalculable, you couldn't put a fucking number on it. I'm sorry. It's just, it's even math that I could do. You add one plus one plus five. Oh, that was a big day. That was 12 yeah. plus one plus three. <laughs> Too plus, many deaths to soon, calculate a hundred thousand. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> the fuck? It, like it's, you're talking about the failing of our educational system. Is that what you're talking about? Because if you, you can't. I think you know, that's the bigger thing. Of, no shit. <laughs> it real like or, you have everybody trying to fucking run statistics, and I wrote this the other day. People trying to figure out these complicated data points that can't balance their fucking checkbook. If you're exactly if you're in debt and you don't know exactly how much and what the APR and what the leverage is and how long that will take you to pay off based against your income or whatever. You have no business looking at any statistics because you can't even take care of yourself, let alone try to rationalize how they're running these numbers. Or try to understand them so that therefore you can come to some type of conclusion that allows you to have an opinion that you can force or foist upon others. Uh, so balance yeah. your fucking yeah. checkbook. Right. Or don't use checks because... You know, what? Yeah, because you're not allowed to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, but what we're really looking at with numbers and statistics, and, and why it's like, okay, obviously, they can be run amok somewhere. Like people can obviously, yeah. what's happening in Seattle where they're counting you know, gunshot wounds. If you've ever tested positive and then you die, it's counted as a COVID nineteen death, even if you recovered in before you got shot. For sure. Yeah. Like 100 and that happened. Like they, they Okay, I'm sorry. Just that, that legitimately happened for like dozens of cases just in gunshot wounds. So if, if on your medical panel it shows, you know, you tested positive, then whatever. That'll be that'll probably be corrected down the line, but within sure. like so it's not like this like conspiracy fucking government's trying to there's a little bit of that to try to get federal aid or compensation for hospitals trying to make up for the loss of their, you know, outpatient procedures or whatever. There's going to be a little bit of that trying to get that fucking federal tit, fucking yeah. supplement that income for that $10 million salary for the hospital administration. But for the most part, statistics takes years to actually cess out to get like good data. Like we're, I think it's really hard to get 2019 mortality rates still because they're still being sessed out you can get them but okay. they're not refined like 2017 2016 all of those are pretty refined so that being said all we're trying to do is to get a direction that we should go like which way is the yeah. wind blowing it's gonna change and not thinking that'll like as yeah. we get more information and it doesn't change you should be fucking frightened we just declassified a disease as a high contagion of like the most dangerous sort and we're still acting on the previous information therefore information takes a while to react to when we look at statistics all i'm trying to do by sessing out like what i'm sessing out is like sess it what's the how do you spell that word what are you what word are you using there sess sess c-e-s-s i think I'm gonna let you two battle this sus out. Uh, is it sus sus did i say it wrong yeah. sus out sus and that would be an english like a king's english idiom i think right. s-u-s-s -S, let's yeah british slang to investigate yeah to investigate. so i thought yes yeah. okay so i was saying it wrong because i thought it was spelled differently you just have an accent <laughs> utah s yeah. mountain that's I have no t's yeah <laughs> <laughs> and r i instead of you 
when you're trying to say fuck, but you say frick. Frick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or gee golly. Um, so the only IT. <laughs> that's, that's a harder one for me to wrap my head around. I <laughs> the, just replace a few letters otherwise. And then it's okay. the only thing I'm <laughs> trying to do is to like figure out a where I can go in the world and, and be kind of what we can do in order to continue what we're doing. Yeah. That means meaningful experiences because a lot of what we write about is based off of experiences that we have to have. And if I can't travel the world, how am I going to have experiences then to inform what my writing is? Also, well, stay at home, stay safe, man. <laughs> how are we going to. The experience of safety is. The experience of safety is amazing. Th there was one chart that literally it tried to it tried to grade the safety of exposure. Okay, and it said if you're just hanging out at home with roommates, that's the most safe you could be. All the next one was being outdoors, which was actually mildly terrifying. It was orangish yellow, Ooh. just to give you an idea of the DEFCON of, nature of, of, of being outside. Yeah, and it said this is moderately dangerous. What the fuck are you talking about? What are <laughs> this is <laughs> what is dangerous. I, I, I think drinking bleach is dangerous or very injecting dangerous. it, and which I can do at home. I wish right. more people did like, it, honestly. And I, the only person thus far that I know, well, yeah, well, no, I guess, well, both Sams, but the people that I know that got it, yeah, one of them for sure got it at home. Here's here's the yeah. here's the chart: home alone or with roommates. That's lowest risk. Yeah, tell that to Sam. Outdoor activities. That's moderate risk. It's yellow. Okay. Higher risk, outdoor gatherings. God, outside is fucking dangerous. So scary guys. out there. Indoor gatherings, red. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, man. What is a gathering? Does it give like a number of people? So no. they should let, they should let Coachella happen. Because isn't a supermarket? <laughs> it's outdoors. This right? is by Vox, <clears throat> adapted uh, from the Julia Marcus Harvard and Eleanor Murray Boston University. To your point from like months ago, isn't a supermarket an indoor gathering of a lot of people? <laughs> yeah, and that's very essential, from what I've been told. Super. <laughs> Something that I would like to pull the thread on, and I don't know, but it was um, on the. Uh, that, that little bit of the clip of the cleared hot podcast, Andy Stumpf's podcast uh -huh. with Greg Anderson, police officer. Um, and, and he was discussing about what, how the state of Washington went through and de deemed essential, non-essential businesses. And the fact that they made a, they, they made a, a distinction between government contracted construction versus privately contracted construction. Oh, yeah, yeah. He said yeah. the government contracted construction was declared essential, but if it was privately contracted construction, it was non-essential. Like, if that... So, I, I'm just going to go on the assumption that this was this is true, mm -hmm. because I didn't look it up. I didn't have uh, the will, I guess. Um, and... Uh, like, okay, there's no fucking difference when it comes to the safety of the construction workers. It's only who's getting fucking paid. Right? That's how I look at it. Or only who spent the money. Like, if you privately invested instead of, quote, publicly invest. Like, I get it. You want to get the, you know, the taxpayers the best return on their tax dollar that they can't pay right now because you <laughs> took away the their essentialness their, or their ability to pay it um 
Which now, whenever we get some like notice from you know Utah state tax people or like property tax thing, it's like, hey, you still you know got to pay by April fifteenth for the property. You know the 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 tax that you pay on the items that you bought to help you do your business. Okay, not because uh, it's true. I may not have paid sales tax on some of those items, um, because they were for a business purpose or whatever, but. Uh, my business is not essential, so I'm not going to fucking pay taxes on this stuff when I can't run my business. Yeah, if we're told we're not essential, are we allowed to tell the government they're not essential? <laughs> I think we're supposed to do that by voting, but that still is... But they tell uh, us who we can vote for. Right. <sighs> Washington State chose to exclude residential construction from essential services. So... So if you're residential, a small... but commercial, um, even as private and commercial construction well, that, might still be. That might be. I mean, so home construction, it doesn't say anything about. Um... Can you fucking imagine like you were like borrowed all this money to buy the house that you had to renovate and you sunk even more money into that. And then they said, I'm sorry, you oh. have to stop for an indeterminate amount of time. I hope you weren't planning on moving into that home anytime soon. But you still have to or, pay for it. It seems yeah. true. Um, most commercial and residential construction sites should stay home to combat the spread of the novel coronavirus. All construction. I'm uh, sorry, near, it's not nearly. novel anymore. It was no, like that first month, yeah. that first week. It was pretty, <laughs> pretty novel. But now, so yeah, uh, it said nearly all construction is non-essential meaning that there are some construction workers. Which is probably the government. Right. I'm, I'm guessing. In any case, I think that was, you know, it's those types of distinctions, like when, you know, how when you were talking a little bit about Lane Norton getting mad at, you yeah. know, people, you know, adhere not adhering to rules that other people wrote or whatever. I mean, we're in a world where people write fucking rules. And, you know, I don't, uh, apparently there was this incredible time pressure to figure out what was essential and what was not like we have to decide today is that a like or, a job in government is that what does one person hold that who deems essential and non essential oh the essentials are yeah, I was trying to come up with a creative name, and it's just fucking well, not working right czar now. Czar is always really good because yeah. essentials are. Yeah, I like that. Your essentialness, czar. Your I I don't I'm. I mean, there's a porn czar. Is there? Yeah, there's a porn czar in Utah, especially. Oh, I, I do remember that because it was like yeah. your job. You have to watch it all and declare like you could do a focus group. To, I mean, this has changed. But not since in the, the internet, same room, obviously, yeah. but technically you are not allowed to show penetration on a video sold in Utah, says the porn czar. God, Utah is boring. Or does it make it more excited because you have to be imaginative? <laughs> or or if you do watch it, it's like you're breaking creativity. the rules. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I, I don't know. What, whenever I think of czar, I just think of porn czar because when I learned about that in the early 2000s, like, that's a fucking job. I was like, ugh, that would be fucking tiresome. Oh, you'd just be... It's like, what's the video this week? All right. Yeah. Oh, that again. Yeah. What's, Ratty teens suck on whatever yeah. popsicles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking god damn it! This world is so fucking weird. Anyway, 
We should probably get back to. So we were, we were talking about. about trying to do what we we're doing, which yeah. has nothing to do with porn or czars. Yeah, no, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the symposium. I don't believe there's going to be any of that. I'm looking uh, to recreate my, or I'm going to reinvent myself, and okay. I'm going to enter into amateur porn eventually when I run out of money doing this stuff. I know somebody that's going to be really fucking pissed at that idea, or into it, <laughs> or into it, depending. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's also. I mean. The inspiration comes from No Face Girl, which is my favorite. <laughs> it's just like it takes like now I don't have to associate it with somebody. Yeah. Right. It's not a caricature. No, it's like it's there's no personality there. It's perfect. So people are showing up on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we're planning a symposium, obviously. And we thought about how to do this for a while before. It was like, OK, well, 11 we people scheduled, because 10 and is then the limit. We canceled yeah. and then. I had an idea that was more seditious. Sure. Um, that didn't last more than a couple of days because I did not really want to bring the wrath of the city of Salt Lake down upon our Liberty Tree by that, assembling beneath it. And, you know, but and we think, couldn't find enough dynamite. Try, well, and, trying to like hurry and do something doesn't yeah. have a good turnout anyway because people need to plan anyway. So, like, it ended up being like, well, we had one scheduled for May. Let's just go for that one. We just yeah. left it up. So we never took it down. Uh, we cut the amount of people in half. Looking at our space, we figured we'd be able to handle 15 people and still have some kind of resemblance of distancing, but still... Congregate, but at yeah. distance. Yeah. But in reality, the whole thing... Like, look, if you're going to come here, we I, I just assume that you're sick. I mean, that's how it has to be. And, and yeah. it goes, okay, we need enough to make it worth it. The conversation is the valuable part. It is worth it. The monetary investment that people make so that we can put it on and cover our overhead is us basically covering our risk. Like, it's just part of it. Now, we could do 30 and we could sell that out. We could sell double out. But now we're on the border of like, well, we don't need that money. Like, we don't need that much more. Yeah, it's more efficient, but the conversation is the valuable part. The other part is just mitigating the risk. Therefore, we can break these symposiums into smaller groups and spread them out and give more, you know, less risk to people who come here. Right. But so I still assume. Cut the density, but increase the frequency. Yes. Which I think, I mean, we had talked about, I don't know where we are on this yet any, any longer. Mm -hmm. Because um, I stayed away for like four or five days because, uh, you know, mm -hmm. we, we, were taking we thought we had the Rona. So in between us, like advising people, hey, if you feel like there there's refunds available, no questions asked, like there is this is not a high pressure situation. This is a we want people who are interested in participating to participate. And, and we want to see if we can we, it can actually happen. Exactly. Can and, we do what we're talking about? Like, yeah. Can we practice what we've been bullshitting about over Instagram or like it's one thing to say like businesses should open and then we never open or, or like we, we think well, people should because we're not a business. But true. You know, I mean, you'd have I, to make money to first. I would say we have, we never closed. True. That's also true. Um, we just changed the model and what we were doing. And so this was kind of like to amplify both theory and practice and put them together. And then somebody who comes was in, in the inner circle. 
got sick and I got a text basically after everything had lined up, everything is booked and it said, Hey, I'm showing symptoms. Oh shit. And so we closed everything down. We thought about who interacted and how it interacted. We informed people that needed to be informed who were in the space um, within that window. And then we started feeling really shitty. Like me and Keegan both. And I don't know how much is like, I don't know how much is psychosomatic or manifested from, you know, like every little thing, because now that I know somebody might have it and then his test came back positive. Okay. And so it was like, oh shit, we for sure have it because we were around him for a full day. Granted, we're still fairly careful. Like we don't touch, there's no hugging, there's no, you know disinfectant is everywhere we wash down all the machines everything has still been very clean but you're like well if this is as contagious as they say we're all fucked anybody who came in here has it and whatever yeah and so we sat for a day or two starting to feel shittier and shittier and i kept thinking like oh man i for sure have a sore throat or something or i for sure i, I should get on the internet and read more about yeah, the symptoms for sure <laughs> maybe i have something Th that i didn't do <laughs> But yeah, it was just like every little tickle, every little ache. You're like, ah, uh, there's the fever. Uh, and then like you reflect on what you did the last few weeks. You're like, yeah. oh, I, I could have overdone it. You're like, but that might make me more susceptible to getting it. Yeah. I definitely have it. And then you wake up and you're like, I feel pretty good. Yeah. And then somebody goes, do you want to work out? And you're kind of like, uh, no, not really. Like, oh, I fucking definitely have it. <laughs> so went back and forth. And then like, I mean, I informed everybody that was going to attend the seminar what was going to happen. Like, hey, here's here's where we're at. Somebody might have been infected. It might be called off. We're going to give. We're all going to get tested. We're going to do you know pretty yeah. much clean the whole area and just sit for a minute and see what happens. And so everybody here got tested. Um, I mean, antibody test, PCR test, whatever. He went to a different place than I went to to try to try to like. Diversify the diversify the odds of us having false negatives or false positives or yeah. something. Uh, everything came back negative. Every every single test came back negative, and you're like, okay, but still, it could still like it could still linger there. And so the next, but did you get tested today? No. What about what might have happened in between times? So now we're ten days out from when we would have been infected. Right. And there are no symptoms. There's nothing, and so we going forward with it and you go yeah this is how you manage it like this is yeah. you're careful you pay attention and you don't put other people at risk if you have information that could put them at risk it's not so we're not just doing something willy-nilly like home depot <laughs> and some of these other places where i go in i'm just like are you fucking kidding me? oh you this just have a cotton like, mask on man you're safe 100 percent immune uh, uh, totally <laughs> i i mean I don't think I am incalculably safe. <laughs> the only masks we're allowing are like those World War II gas masks or the um, the plague doctor masks. Oh, oh well, like that beak <laughs> yeah, one with the just, beak. Everybody in the symposium has a fucking plague mask. I can't wear that leather one with the zipper for the mouth. That's okay, but only if you carry a chainsaw. <laughs> are you good with that yeah totally okay i, I think can I, th can I use the leaf blower instead since it's in the garage or yeah whatever, yeah, yeah that, that, that um you can just pretend it's a machine gun and 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 then I'll you'll just turn it on and really fuck up somebody's hair yeah you'll you you might shape their hair like a canoe is what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> might need a little product for that but anyway uh um 
Yeah. So what? Uh, so we will be distant, ish, ish, yeah. as as much as we can. I mean, if if the the thing is like, I'm kind of curious about the how the re- whatever religious services happened here in Salt Lake on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, you know how they happened. I can't. I didn't look at the local regs for. Is it more than twenty people? Is it more than fifty people? Is like uh, what's the volume of air and the circulation like in the space? Like I didn't really dig into any of that i don't think they did either but um <laughs> probably not because uh, it would be totally different like in a gig you know 20 people in a gigantic warehouse space with you know sunlight coming in through the door and fresh air circulating and and you know adequate social distancing which i don't think is six feet i think it's seven personally but you know whatever <laughs> you you know you guys do you some people and, have uh, long dicks <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's ape index man that's all I'm, I'm just uh and um you know, it would be different than if it was like 20 people crammed into yeah. a fucking little tiny trailer. Like you see some of the more, sometimes those rural Baptist types of churches are often in trailers, it seems. Uh, I'm anyway. just going to play it by ear. If somebody wants a hug, I'm going to fucking give somebody a hug. If they're like, hey, I'm not into that, I'm not going to do it. You're going to ask for consent? for What? No, me too? Are you kidding? Yeah. I, I feel like we have to now. Damn it. I Calling mean, it the anti-Biden rules. It, <laughs> <laughs> Just don't go sniff their hair. It, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that happens when you hug them. Uh, <laughs> oh, you smell like... Perks of being six foot four. Uh, you, you smell, smell like, like youth. I was going to say, you smell like virus. <laughs> I mean, violets. <laughs> Excuse me. I get I, confused. Yeah, I think this is... I mean, we have kind of a weird way where our theory or our talking always gets turned into practice because I think it has to in order to like talk about it accurately. Yes. And also not to just seem like, oh, you would never, you guys aren't doing what you say. I'm like, well, actually we've been, well, we were productive early on in this whole thing, but um, I feel like the productivity has declined lately, at least. For sure. I, I mean, I'm just in front of some insurmountable fucking boulder, but. Uh, I think we all kind of yeah. are a little bit. In yeah. our own our own ways with what we're trying to do, I'm not doing shit. I've done. A it's not thing. like a good. Well, so thing it's okay. in like the world right now for creativity. I don't know the like whatever the creativity universe is flipped upside down. It is not fucking working for me at least. Yeah, uh, it's, well, I'm glad I didn't. I thought you guys were just down here fucking getting it done, and I didn't. <laughs> and when I wasn't feeling like I was getting anything done, or it was just like. God damn, I, I can't. I'm not contributing. I can't go down to where the guys are doing it, getting it done and not do anything. I, I, I guess I could go down there and keep them from doing stuff. That'd be cool. I felt <laughs> so much pressure for like the first six weeks to do stuff. Yeah. And then when Michael one day was like, today I've wrote negative 1,000 words, I was yeah. like, thank fucking God. I. I was doing okay, and then there's enough shit going on that it just like I, f- I just don't, I can't, I don't. It, it's not, it's, it's, gen- be, and it's I, not genuine. Like I, exactly, it's just forced, and like I'm not good at forcing things. Like the the trip down to Lake Powell was really good because it was just like a day where you could just do nothing. I mean, it was really fucking bizarre down there. I'm sure, I, just an alien world. It makes no sense. Like the like just how people fucking act is so ridiculous which is so this is and this is part of my kind of 
I, I, is it angst? Is it just a feeling of dis-ease? Um, w- when I go outside or I go into public and I see how people behave, yeah. and I'm like, ah. Oh. Like I've been able, <laughs> like, like up until now, I feel like I've had a pretty good bubble where I didn't have to, like I'm not confronted with that behavior it's and it's not ever affecting me in some way because I've insulated, isolated, whatever. Um, and and this whole process has popped that bubble, uh, popped that bubble a bit. And I'm just disgust. Like I'm just like, okay, fuck. I thought maybe we might possibly be doing something helpful with what we do. Yeah. And then I got back to the like, oh, two out of every hundred again. Fuck, story of my life is like that seems to be the number of people that are affected in a in in a way that I want them to be. Um, it might be close to the amount of people that are dying too. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and and it's I mean it, it just has been depressing, in a way like fuck. It's not worth it. I could just do leaving Las Vegas now and <laughs> like, uh, yeah, because it, because it went away. Like the, whatever productivity was going on in the beginning, it, it went the fuck away. And some people have been asking lately, like, Hey, what have you been up to? And I'm like, fuck nothing. I just, I like over the weekend, I did a little interview Q and a kind of thing for the Leica website for their blog. Mm. And, I was just, you know, okay, I got to send along some pictures. I'm like, oh, I haven't really shot anything worth sharing with these people, certainly, in the last little bit. Like, yeah, nothing. I, I, I recognize that, like, I have to teeter on the negative side in order to get positivity. Like, I have to play with concepts and ideas that are really like can draw you in and pull you down to the bottom and stamp on any fucking intention to do better with your life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I feel like sometimes I mismanage that and then you get lost in this. Well, fucking what's the goddamn point? And I had like a serious couple weeks where I was writing perfectly on that line where it was just enough negativity that could fuel me to be different than that and then i had a two-week period where it just sucked me down into this like man all humans are pretty much fucking worthless pieces of shit and then i don't feel bad at all that this thing is happening right it's like a blessing i'm super grateful for the destruction that it's causing and the major fucking festering wounds in society that it's opening up and i know that doesn't help anything but you get trapped in this cycle but but then i think there was that cycle of a like in the beginning it's like oh but we can help you're like no that's a fucking illusion too that's that's ego we are there's we are not on on a yeah inside the bubble which is a little bit you know the outer rings of the bubble or whatever the skin of it um yeah we preach there's a choir they Mm -hmm. say amen Okay, but that's also not those people are already able to help themselves, right? And <laughs> because um, those are the kinds of people that, that are the, attracted to us, that would the people even that help well, themselves. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's not something that that you know that the art that we've made in this period of time doesn't go beyond the edges of the bubble, right? Therefore, 
all of that, you know, stuff I think is illusory in a, in a way. And it's just, and it's fucking depressing. And, and the, the, and just the way that I'm starting to see people behave and it's, and it's getting like, it's incrementally more extreme Hmm. in, in certain ways because of the pendulum nature of everything. Like you lock them down for a really long time and then give them a little freedom. Of course, they're going to fucking, you know, react strongly and ride the pendulum to the other side. You, and, and we were talking, Key and I were talking uh, before we started recording a little bit about like, Oh, you know, what about, we're going to open up and there's going to be the second wave. And I'm like, the second wave is, I don't care about, Oh, there's going to be more infections. Great. Fine. Yeah. Like that's not going away anytime soon. That's like you're, if, if somebody was thinking about it ever becoming safe again, because there will be a miraculous vaccine and they'll put it in the water and then everyone, you know, and then you won't have to submit to, you know, getting vaccinated. It'll just automatically happen if you're thirsty um, or whatever bullshit. And everything's going to go back to normal. Like that's not going to be it. What's going to happen. The second wave is going to be the post, you know, uh, so unemployment in the States today was like 14.7%, yeah, something like 15. that. So 39 million people applied for, you know, unemployment type insurance. Okay. That's only the longer things are shut down. That's only going to increase. Mm-hmm. So what happens in, what happens on this on the tail end of long-term unemployment bankruptcies <laughs> mm-hmm. and then that puts a whole fucking load of stress like if if one of the articles you know sort of over the last few days that i read is like yeah we've seen a year's worth of suicides or five years worth of suicides or whatever the fucking thing it was in these few months mm-hmm. right because because it's fucking not worth it um you know, enough for some people to act on it not being worth it. And like, okay, you take unemployment, you take bankruptcy, you take social isolation, all of those things together. The second wave is going to be really interesting when Uncle Daddy comes along or whatever and says, okay, we're going to lock down, but harder this time because it didn't work last time. Right. The pushback, I think, because of, oh, yeah, in the beginning, everybody's like freaked out. Oh, yeah. man, it's thing it's going to sweep through millions of deaths, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then that turns out not to be true. And then now you're trying to prevent 100 deaths instead of a fucking million. And in order to do that, the draconian nature of the lockdown and the response and what's allowed and what's essential and what's non-essential and what is legal and what the fines could be, you know, all of those things... I mean, and I don't want this to happen, but I don't see any leadership behaving in any other way mm-hmm. than, as I wrote in one of those articles recently, was that, you know, we used to think that knowledge is power. And unfortunately, the government in these last two months has flipped that around and basically tried to convince everyone that power is knowledge. <laughs> That's a good way to put that. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. because they have power, they are correct in all of the math, all of the modeling, mm-hmm. all of the predictions, all of the, you know, the regulations and guidelines. And it's just not fucking true. And when we get six months into it or eight months into it and that second wave of social unrest, not like 
social disease Mm -hmm. or any kind of actual, you know, sort of disease. Um, When that comes along, I think that's when people are just going to say, yeah, I'm not shutting down. Send your goons, you know, or no, I'm not staying home. Yeah. Send your goons because that's the only way that it's going to be like, like, how are you going to enforce this stuff? Uh, Hopefully. I mean, if, if nothing else, hopefully we get a lot more uh, analogies about Anne Frank and the quarantine. That makes me super happy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm. I, I, do you know what snapped me? It was like the convergence of Memorial Day and the and the hundred thousand deaths happening. Oh, and, like, and the comparison to, to wars and the comparison oh, to this Jesus other Christ. thing. And I, like, it may like. God damn, like, if you really cared about life, you would be a lot more vocal about what we do internationally and where we fucking send people that we supposedly care about. The reality is, is no one gives a fuck about anybody else. Like, I argued with some soft-bodied fuckface on Twitter who was, I call him that because he's flexing in the mirror on his fucking photo. And he's, I was hoping that was his Instagram handle. It is. Soft-bodied fuckface? No, no, it it wasn't his, but I'm getting it. <laughs> like, I'm, going back to, I'm going back to Twitter just so yeah. I can have that. Yeah, anyway. So uh, he, w- he was saying something like, duh, all these people bitching about businesses being closed down. Blah, It'll pop right back up. This is just a temporary thing. With all the grants and stuff, it's going to be fine for businesses. So he has no fucking idea what's going on. For sure. And I was just like, yeah, it's just the same as life, though. Like, someone dies and someone will have another baby. Who gives a fuck? And he was like, that's the most fucked up thing I've ever heard. And I was like, oh wow, you haven't heard very much, like, what life is actually like, you fucking twat. Like, what do you think? You think that you were so special that somebody cares about you? No one other than, and probably and not like true. the last you know, someone you want to have caring about you, especially seeing how they express their care is the fucking government Uh, or a representative thereof. That's, does that guy think that like when the government makes recommendations on what to do, that they actually give a fuck about that guy? (laughs) I think some people think that I think, I think a lot of people think that. Yeah. I, Yeah. I, I think a lot of it, because there are some people who are passionate about the suffering of people like they run you know nonprofits, and they're just like we just want to help you and they don't understand that actually in helping people they actually enable them to be exactly what they are I, and that that's a tough thing for me to deal with because it's the same reason like i'm gonna really want to help this person who's maybe even my family member they're they're probably overweight and i have all of the knowledge that they would need to fix their circumstances i also know telling them unwarranted does fucking nothing and in fact it makes it worse therefore how good is charity when in when in i i guess in my reality i say like nature is perfect it kills off weak and it allows systems that are successful in whatever environment they're successful in to proceed like we're part of that system where man my skills and my ability to survive might not be valid in a week or two Hopefully, you know, it lasts a little bit longer, but maybe hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. I, there's no one to say. And that, like, and then 
this whole like, oh, thanks for the sacrifices of our soldiers. I'm not saying don't thank them. I'm not saying what they did wasn't brave. What I'm saying is that we still have a fucking system that takes advantage of that, whatever you want to call it, that ability to talk young boys into going and fighting fucking wars for oil prices. Because that, that is what we're doing. We're not stopping fucking terror. There's no fucking war on drugs other than how the fucking CIA leverages fucking power with the cartels. That, that's not a conspiracy theory. This is functionally how the fucking world works. Halliburton is a fucking thing. Right. And I'll be honest, like, being an ex-paratrooper, anytime I heard, thank you for your service, like, the only thing I actually heard was, I feel bad that you did this and I didn't, so I need to tell you that I appreciate you. When they don't, like, they don't think about me after I walk by. No. That, not all of them. Like, there's people out there that care and, you know, they do sure. what they do. And I don't know if it's good or bad, but they do things that help, I think. But most of the people that say that, they don't fucking care. They're just saying it's like a reaction. It's like saying hi to someone when you pass them on a trail. You don't need to, but you do it because they're walking by. It's like a, a shekel for a poor person. Like exactly. It's exactly the, what it is. The action is like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know we're dependent on this defense system. I also know this defense system is an offense system. And the offense system is a way for a few people to make multiple, multiple billions of dollars. And because I can make my hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'm going to let those people do what they do. And the price for it is an exchange of pleasantries that make me feel like I'm a good Samaritan. And the same thing is true with thanking our health workers. The fuck you can like, that's a volunteer. You have that job. You are getting paid to do the work that interested you. It's just become more dangerous. Did no one needs to thank you for your fucking service. If you aren't appreciated, quit your fucking job. How, how many healthcare workers have died from COVID-19? And the the goggles, the goggles will tell us, um, <laughs> but it, it, an interesting thing. I, I mean, was it last week that you know Cuomo, whatever, was talking about like the number of new infections was not at you know places where people were gathering. Um, it wasn't in the hospitals. Every time but something that could be for because of PPE, you know, that could be that they finally got it. Um, <laughs> But it was like, oh, this is happening, you know, with people staying at home. They're indoors they're, where they're supposed to stay home, stay no, safe. No, the, he read before that the CDC said that staying at home with your friends is a green light, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. but that's because that's old data. And, and outside is that's, No, excuse me. That's a prediction. <laughs> that's not based on any science of any kind. Right. That's just that. That's like a that's a, the, did you notice that that was like a traffic signal? <laughs> green go red fucking don't like uh, here's what we don't want you to do right here's what we do want you to do it's based on nothing but it's, it's based, but it's on it's, the cdc website uh, it's based on predictions i mean I'm, tom is just losing he's pulling his hair out right now he's just like god you guys you're doing it again you're fucking spreading lies and bullshit anyway um uh but the but it's just 27 like, how many soldiers die in a war? <laughs> Hold on. I let just me, want to let me just run two. you through. This is yeah. The the title of this article is about how devastating this is to healthcare workers. So I'll just quote it or read it verbatim. Though much data is missing or incomplete, the basic numbers are as follows: nine thousand two hundred eighty-two United States healthcare workers have been diagnosed with the novel virus through April second. 
of the subset with usable information, 723 were hospitalized, including 184 in the ICU. 27 have died. That's as of April 2nd, man. Do you know what do you know what day it is it's now? Devastating. Uh, so it's not like okay. A lot can happen in like 6 weeks, man. I've seen a lot of fucking unhealthy healthcare professionals. So, of course, that is bound to happen with a disease that seems to be ravaging the unhealthy. So I there's like I just don't understand why like we have to pay in this way when in when in reality like it's just a social cue to virtue something that doesn't actually exist in this country which is gratitude like gratitude isn't it's not a, a it's not a promotional period of time where oh now's our time to be grateful for soldiers and now but that is what it's sold as is, is like, oh, now it's time to be grateful so that you can keep your whatever social status in good standing and show that you are you have the same ideals. So I was just, World War II, apparently, like, it's pretty similar numbers. 405,000 people died, mm-hmm. which um, is comparable to 27. Wait, so wait, wait. 405,000? <laughs> U.S. soldiers. Okay. But around the world, there were more. Oh, I guess we're just looking at the U.S. because that's right. All we care so I just about. yeah. So so yeah. I just you know it's it's about the same. So I can get how working in a hospital currently is a war zone. I mean, COVID nineteen <clears throat> is kind of like a Nazi, and us hiding in our homes, we are Anne Frank. Like this is happening. This analogy is gonna fucking stick with us for all time. <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I, I just, I, whenever I read it, it's just like the person who uses that as like the comparison to people that won't stay in their home. Like, man, a little Jewish girl could do it. And you're like, she was basically doing the same shit people are doing. She's just masturbating wildly and fucking trying to find things to eat. That, that, you laugh. That was taken out. It's taken out of her diary about her figuring out how to use her anatomy to orgasm. That's in her fucking diary. That's a super fucking important. Wait, wait it's taken out of her diary or it's in her diary? It's I mean, taken out for the publication of her diary. But it was actually but in the diary. it was in her diary. Oh, that, like, now that's a... Look at this. That's so a, now we need the Anne Frank uncut diary. <laughs> Anne Frank, uh, what, the Fifty Shades of... Well, I was going to say, what, what's the, uh, what's the uh, Hustler uh, novels... What were they called? Like Midnight Hour or something? Should be called Anne Frank Midnight Hour. <laughs> this will this will alert all the Google gods. Yeah. Anne uh, Frank Masturbation Diary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if like sometimes I wonder when I get, like I do some kind of internet search somewhere and then and then I am advertised too. I, and so I can't wait for whatever comes back from I was this. at <laughs> Michael's Tuesday night. Yeah, Tuesday night. He talked to me about blow-up kayaks or stand-up paddle boards. Mm-hmm. I opened Instagram 30 seconds later, scrolling down for 10 seconds, and I had an ad for a stand-up paddle board. I've never given a shit about stand-up paddle boarding in my life. And we talked about it for 30 seconds, and then all of a sudden ads everywhere. She also said fucking jokes. Here's one of her jokes. Uh, I'll use this spoiled page to write down dirty jokes. 
uh, Frank began her entry dated September 28, 1942. She proceeded to do just that. Do you know why the German girls of the armed forces are in the Netherlands? She wrote as a mattress for soldiers. I dig it. What like what what would you do like locked in an attic? I would do the same shit. Well, no, she, like the idea that we pull this out shows how fucking marred and disconnected from nature we actually are. Right, because like oh, it's gonna sh- like show her in a bad light, or no, she's human, and jokes are fucking funny. And and, and also touching yourself is part of something yeah. that every single animal should do and should be encouraged. Lambert to do. does it every day, fucking, right in front of us. Man, he has the flexibility of a yogi, of a yogi without doing <laughs> any yoga. How is that even possible? Licks his dick and then he goes for your kneecaps. It's so weird. <laughs> Sparkle is just like she's just finishing her first heat cycle, and you know censor it. Don't tell anybody. Don't let anybody know. No, yeah, don't say vulva because it hurts their feelings. <laughs> well, I don't know. She's no, it's walking not a car. around the neighborhood with a swollen, bright pink vulva, sometimes <laughs> yeah. dripping fluids. That's technically the better term for it than vagina. Vagina actually is one part. Vulva is actually the entirety. My apparently. doggy is cruising the neighborhood for dick. <laughs> Skink. <laughs> yeah, your your dog then, is definitely a slut. And, uh, oh, and she's just. And like, I'm not shaming her for it. I'm just being honest. And, and, well, you know, you I should mean, see her. I, I mean, hope and, she gets and, them. She's and, like the Keisha of dogs. Ooh. Before or after she lost? Well, that was a different one. At <laughs> <laughs> the height of her fame, I would say. All right. Okay. She's just ramped up, ready to go, bottle of whiskey. And a dollar sign for an S. That's yes. the one. Yeah. God, he knows it. Yeah, Shit. that's I'm going to start spelling sparkle with a sparkle like with a dollar sign. It's like a, no, we, and we, a list. You we, should change we, your Instagram to that sparkle. We crossed the S, so now we lift when we say it. It should have a T S H to begin it. Sparkle, sparkle, <laughs> like Mike Tyson named yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking. A. But but she just like she, middle of the walk. She'll just get down on the sidewalk and she'll she'll just like sit, like tug on the leash and she's like, no, I'm fucking licking myself. Yeah. You just like leave me alone for just a second so I can. And apparently she's getting no pleasure from it. I think she's just trying to rectify some kind of odd well, feeling. But we I had, guess you could say that for when um, you discovered masturbation your first time, too. It's like, I'm, I need to rectify <laughs> this odd feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need to rectify <laughs> this erection. <laughs> exactly. It's all can't walk that. around like this. No, no. People would, you know, I can't just go like. Sit down on the sidewalk and yeah, I'm not take care of Louis C.K. I feel like a large percentage of problems that we face are a language based and b also on the idea. Come on, say it. You want to say religion based? No, that they're well, oh. good or bad. Like that, that this idea oh, of good or bad yeah. exists. And so, a friend, friend of the show, will probably yeah. be listening to this. He sent me this, and it's it's actually kind of alarming when you read it. And this is from the World Health Organization, so we're just going by their standards. So we shouldn't get censored for this, right? No, you're so you're just you're reading what they say, right? Exactly. I think that's okay. Okay, so this says standards for sexuality education in Europe, a framework for policymakers, educational and health authorities, and specialists. So this he sent this to me because I've been talking about pedophilia and like the ridiculous nature of whatever goes on with that. Yeah. Um, and so he sent this and it says zero to four. That's age, sexuality, okay. information. Um, God damn, it's so tiny. Uh, they just, they you don't, did say uh, zero to four. Okay, here we go. They so don't information, give information about. So in between the ages, 
Enjoyment and pleasure when touching one's own body, early childhood masturbation, discovery of own body and own genitals, the fact that enjoyment of physical closeness is a normal part of everyone's life, tenderness and physical closeness as an expression of love and affection. I don't have a problem with that because other than the word teaching is really fucking off-putting. But then we go to skills. Enable children to gain an awareness of gender identity. Talk about unpleasurable and pleasurable feelings in one's own body. This is zero to four. Zero to four, yeah. Still, okay. Talk about unpleasurable feelings in one's own body. Expressed own needs, wishes, and boundaries. For example... So is zero the DOB or is zero the... um, into the third trimester, I think second, first trimester, whatever you fucking like. I don't know. Whenever abortion becomes illegal, that's when zero is. Okay, that's what I thought. Because yeah. that's a new birth date. As soon as I hit that third trimester, I'm just like. No, I think the third is the actual birthday. <laughs> or the end of the third or the beginning of the. Would like, be the third. So it'd be two, yeah, two thirds the way through. You're into the third, right? You're, At the end of the second. Yeah, but. <laughs> we'll call see, it the end of the second. They can't even. Like. Sperm meets egg, that's fucking conception. The point of, right? You might as well Christian it right there. Yeah. Let's pull um, it out and baptize it. That means I'm not a fucking Scorpio. This changes everything. Oh my God, are you a. Oh my God, I might be a fucking. I might be a cancer. That would make sense. I feel like I'm a cancer. <laughs> I, I for sure I feel like I'm a cancer to the world. I, I was just going to say, I'm. For I now identify sure not, uh, as cancer. I. <laughs> I Thank God you're not a Gemini. That would be just... <laughs> so, uh, express own needs, wishes, and boundaries. For example, in the context of, quote, unquote, playing doctor. All right, that's weird. Um, attitudes. Help children develop a positive attitude towards one's own body and all its functions. Positive so body this image. Is, so this you is... like that, Keegan? <laughs> Respect for other. Curiosity regarding own and others' bodies. So... This is like a major like, what the fuck? That's what they're teaching zero to four-year-olds. And you go, listen, the only reason we think that's bad is because we have pushed sexuality into a perversion. When in reality, it is the only, like that and eating is the only natural thing that signals in almost every single human is to have sex and procreate and to eat food. And yet we've pushed one away and said that, well, actually we pushed both away and said said that they're about. Pushing both away. Yeah. And and so I go, the only reason you think that this is alarming is because you're under the guise that pedophilia exists and people abuse that. But the only reason they really exist is because we've pushed them into the dark. Like perversion comes out of the idea that your idea is good and your idea is bad. But if we agree that there's just inclinations and some are inappropriate and some are appropriate, Mm -hmm. then we can have a discussion about it. You're no longer like, do I think that pedophilia is good? No. Because I don't believe in good. I believe pedophilia is probably a negative for the person experiencing it on the one side and probably a positive. But who knows when that arbitrary age just changes to sexual activity? The difference is if pedophilia was actually talked about as in I'm having these sensations towards an attraction just like it would be towards any other sexual proclivity. Anything else should be able to be talked about. Man, I'm really interested in guys. Well, tell me about that. What do you like about being like the idea? Like what allures you? Why, why does that interest you? As opposed to fag, get in the closet, don't ever tell anybody of that. Or like, man, I just like, I like younger girls or whatever it ends up being. Like, man, that's totally inappropriate. Where do you think that comes from? Like what happened 
that makes that attraction come out. And instead you foster an actual conversation that could change the way that person relates as opposed to saying any thought about it is bad, therefore condemn it. And now I have the reaction. Well, and then go get in a small closet and talk to a dude through a screen about it. Exactly. And, who, he, and, he'll like the, and, and he'll pretend not to see your face. It's like to go to the museum and don't touch anything signs. You instantly want to start touching. Oh, the paint looks so everything. textural. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, this is one of those, every time I read something about some hardcore religion or this belief, I'm just like, hey, what are you afraid of? And I keep coming back to this question because this is what I like. Are you afraid that society will fall apart? Mm. I mean, my own father thought that all the bad shit in the world. And he's, you know, claimed to be a Unitarian. So I don't know where this came from, but he's just like, yeah, it's 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 homosexuality. That's where all the bad shit comes from. (laughs) Like, yeah. Wow. That's, I still have friends that what, legitimately think like that. And then I'm just like, so what are you, so what, what's going to happen? Is it, is the, is the, like, let's just relax all of the sexual mores that, you know, the, you know, of all of these various religions around the world. Do you think it's going to be turned into one big fucking orgy? And that's going to be a problem? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of illegitimate children, and we're not going to be able to feed them all. But if nature has its way, then they it, won't all live. And, and that's and, happening anyways. And that is happening anyways. And, like, oh, that this guy likes, you know, prefers to have relationships with members of the same sex. This female as well. Does it mean, like, what, again, are you afraid of? Why can't you have these conversations? They're, they're probably like Burt Kreischer, and they're afraid that if they get dragged into doing it, they're not they're not only going to really like it, they're going to be really good at it. Entirely plausible. <laughs> yeah. Ex- ex- I mean, and then, like, okay, so now you've got these people who, like, okay, I, I'm a politician. I got elected by this particular group because they thought, they believed my lies about all the stuff that I said about the believing what they believe and so they put me in office and then you know and then i end up with a wide stance in a fucking airport bathroom because i really you know like to do this other thing i really hate delta delays that's what uh, yeah so exactly. giving it giving it back how i got it you're you're getting you're getting the d from you're oh, putting, full you're circle putting the d in delta yeah <laughs> and we don't de- always do and, that and delay oh, um man. It's like, dude, that's what, that's what you want. Then great. Let's not pretend like everybody's life gets easier if we just stop fucking pretending. And like, there's less existential or angst. We all actually pretend. We start dressed up in costumes of our favorite movie. Oh wait, that's what we're already doing. It's I was Mad saying, Max. Yeah, we, <laughs> I was gonna, I was we all gonna, dress up like that anyway. I was just going to yeah. say, I like chaps. Everything's a costume. Nice. It kind of, well, yeah, it is. Yes. For sure. Oh, yeah. Like, so, at a brief exchange, a couple of different exchanges with Randy Bly about, you know, he, he and I running for office together. Nice. Like, That'd when this amazing. was amazing. When this is all over, the freaks are going into politics. Every State of the Union address can start off with fucking Lamb of God. Oh, fuck yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we're starting out. The very first one, we're doing it in the South, and we're starting off with Redneck, for sure. <laughs> um, anyway, and then maybe we'll finish. No, no, they're not fighting. It's called a mosh pit. Let them go. Yeah, let them go. It's, it's like this is, this is a political rally, and this is how we communicate with each other. Um, and it's called, yeah, it's kind of the wheel of death, but, you know, no one's actually died lately. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't Randy's fault when that one poor fella did. But um, anyway, we've been talking about it. He's like, no, the system couldn't, ha- the, the, the shit stem, I think was what he said, couldn't handle us. And I was like, you know, the problem is I couldn't fit into one of their fucking outfits. Mm. Like, yeah, I have a suit. Yeah, I can have it tailored. But why would you need to wear it? See, well, because the costume is because important. the costume that's what that says polity. You got to have because we're pretending tie. that that is equal to something. Exactly. Right. Like you dress like this, you have power like that. And this is that's where the you know, that's where Hillary's pantsuit came from. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, which is weird because I thought she liked to whip it out a lot easier. So a skirt would be more. Would just be. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to write your name in the snow. <laughs> Say, or it's bigger you know, than you think. And she's got to hide it in those pants. Oh, damn. Is she, or does she hang down the right leg or the left leg? What do you. I don't, couldn't even tell you. And Pro- see, that probably, would the, expo- probably the right. That would. Ex- I'd say she's, a, she hangs it down the left, but. um, Or do you think she wants to give it to the right? Ooh, good point. See, this explains a lot of Bill's behavior. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> he was just like I'm. T- I at first I thought it was a. S- I can't even go there. <laughs> like I, I decided to clean up my act on the podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's commendable. Yeah. I'll go there. <laughs> okay. <No. laughs> he thought it was a strap on to begin with. See, and I then was he gonna found say out it was real, and then that was just like it went from a fetish into like a kind of thing he needed to keep in a closet. And then the closet in the governor's mansion in Arkansas was a little bit too small and he had to branch out. I don't know how the state police got involved, but they did. Um, What else happened? Uh, I was just imagining, you know, gravity and time. um, (laughs) (laughs) Treating it like ears. Had their had their way. Did you say it droops all, like ears? I said treating it like ears. I was imagining it droops like ears. Yeah, yeah. just over time, it just it just. Yeah, it's just yeah. like you know, a corn kernel becomes a baby carrot, and 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 pretty soon, and a little man in a boat becomes a no whatever sec def of. No okay. one's interested in giving it, and no one's interested in taking it anymore. <sighs> We're all and, taking it. <laughs> but that's a, that's a different generation. But and anyway, uh, was it I, was it you know, to you if you if you read the terminal list from Jack Carr? I, yeah. Why? Okay. Yes, why? Yes. You've noticed the similarities between the sec def oh. and a certain real sec def. Oh shush. Okay. <laughs> oh sh- oh, you shut your mouth. Best. Probably yeah. my most. It's like my favorite part of that book is just like imagining all the actual reality that is in fiction. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read that book, go read that book. Yeah. It's, it's on the list. It's really entertaining. Hey, honestly, hey, if that, you want, if you want, if you want an actual physical copy from Amazon, you can't get it. It's sold, yeah, sold out. out. Oh, well, yeah. good for him. Yeah, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. 
Good for him. Black, I, so that is that's a. That's it was like a, a saving grace. I was Joe so, Rogan does rule. Apparently, I was literally so sick of listening any podcast, any subject, especially ours. I can't even fucking listen to myself talk because all we talk about is this shit. It's like I need to get away from it. So I I downloaded one of his books. I've just been listening to it in the car. Did you now, start reading Shibumi yet? No. Okay, but so, I will. That needs that needs to happen because it's but just just because the the, the fucking you know the the sort of satire mm-hmm. of it is remarkable. I mean, the guy was a Trevanian was a fucking genius, and um, and and to have Thomas bring that book back into my like I, I, like I'm you know going through and reading and I'm just like, fuck! I wish I had my copy from when I was twenty years old, like when that book came out yeah. and I got it and I read it because I was super into the Iger Sanction the loose sanction which were um, two of his early books then the main which was different summer of cotton i mean it, like the guy's an amazing uh, writer and 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 his his deftness with the language and his knowledge of sort of polit- world politics and human behaviors it's fucking amazing and to have thomas put that book back in my hand after his <laughs> first visit out here a little over a year ago it's like, God damn, I'm so yeah, really psyched weird. that there's someone like him as educated and worldly, let's say, as he is yeah. in the job that he has would have come across that book in this time and recognized because it's written in like 79. I think it's published in oh, 79 no uh, and uh, um, would have come across it in this time and just like been able to just love the. Yes, it's the greatest spy novel ever written, but B, it is also one of the greatest pieces of satire ever written. It is fucking amazing. It's anyway, and um, yeah, and I, I started uh, Mr. Carr's second yeah, book. Yeah, I'm on it as well. And uh, I would definitely like to, um, he'd be a fun dude to have sitting in this room. I could yeah. probably make that happen yeah. at some point. It's I mean, in Utah, right? Yeah, it was in Park City, I believe. In any case, um, th- yeah, the parallels in that book, uh, in his book, yeah. uh, with certain people. I mean, it's just like, look, you get, if you're writing fiction, you you don't make up no, stuff. No, from, you don't go from yeah. zero to one. You're no. just like, you oh, just change the name. I, I need an evil person. I'm going to base my the right. character of my evil on that <laughs> on actual of evil. known evil <laughs> of actual known and maybe voted for evil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I too have been like when you were talking about like being sick of podcasts mm. I'm just like I can't fucking li- I can't a listen to any more podcasts about this I can't listen to us talking about it mm. everything I write about is just anti-establishment go fuck yourself bullshit like yeah. I can't get like yeah like fucking hate myself right now for being for allowing the situation to put me in the same fucking box where everybody else finds themselves. I think, I think that is a better way of putting kind of what I was getting at with earlier when I said, like I, I walking that negative line, like knowing that you need some of it because you still have to deal with the reality, but I'm really trying to focus on like, do I want to create something or do I want to be suffocated by something? And like, what do I do to, to be creative. And, and that's one of the reasons like, man, I've really wanted to go shoot guns and do this other thing. And I go, I don't think that is going to positively influence my thinking because I know why I'm practicing that thing. However, it is something that requires so much attention sure. that it keeps you from 
you know being distracted by these other things yeah and i think that's the beauty it's also like playing the guitar yeah yeah, yeah when yeah. you it's technically it's so demanding that you don't like that the bubble gets really small mm. and that i think is one of the reasons that we do it but turning on the computer makes the bubble too big yeah and then like the last few days like i went out saturday night or evening whatever and shot and i was just like and i'd find i'd like gotten some marine you know marine corps qualification targets so that you basically that what pat rogers you know taught me many many years ago is like okay you zero your five five six at 25 yards it's on again at 300 you'll mm-hmm. be a couple inches inch and a half two inches high whatever at 100 and 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 whatever it, and so that's how I was, I've always zeroed my rifles. And mm-hmm. so they have a, the Marine Corps has like a 25 yard qualification target and, 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 and scaled silhouettes. So like, this is what a human size silhouette looks like at 300 and mm-hmm. it's fucking, you know, it's tinier than the shot glass that right. I'm holding in my hand right now. Um, and, and it just, and to sit to like to go, okay, I don't shoot from a bench ever. Cause where I'm going shooting yeah. lately, I'm like, it's either standing or seated or kneeling or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm in some kind of self-supported position and to try and shoot. And I've got a non-magnifying optic or iron sights so are the only way that I shoot. And like, it takes so much to do that well. Yeah. That a I'm fucking exhausted when I like it takes an hour to drive home from a, yeah. out in the desert, and I am just fucking shattered. Like like I shoot for ninety minutes, you know, or I'm out on the you know after I get everything you know whatever set up, and I have a plan for whatever drills I'm going to do that day, whether it's mm-hmm. pistol or rifle, and um and I go through, and then like at the end I'm just like all right, it's sun's go- it, not only is the sun going down, which means it's time to go, but I am fucking. I've been concentrating so hard for the last 90 minutes yeah. that I'm cooked. And I didn't think about any of this other stuff. Yeah, I could see that. Because I didn't think about like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to speak for you. You tell me if I'm wrong, but that was our bike ride today. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't, that didn't pop into my head yeah, once. Yeah, that wasn't one thought. Yeah. That's why I've been running. That's why I've been getting, because in the gym, I can sit on the bike. I can do the skier. I can do whatever. And those thoughts will always come into my head. Because your phone is the bubble. And if it, like you even look at it, the right. bubble And there's no, something. like, I'm so used to that environment. I'm so used to yeah. those machines and like yeah. what happens in there that I don't need to put 100% concentration into sitting on a biker. I get it. I know yeah. what I can do. I know what I can't do. I go for a run with George. I'm not sure what I can do on that day. We take a hike. I either like we bring people with us that you know you need to pay attention to, not take care of, but you know they haven't done it. Mm-hmm. It puts your mind somewhere else. You know you're yeah. walking through these mountains. There's no people around. You start to forget some of the shit that's going on. Or like yesterday, you come back. Uh, George, me, George, and Vince took a 15 mile hike. On the way back, there was an intersection of kind of like where a trailhead comes down and a trailhead from a parking lot meets up. And the the day was awesome. The weather was beautiful. There was hardly any people. And then all of a sudden, there was this family of like seven blonde-headed babies and children (laughs) and their two parents. And they all kind of met up at the intersection with us. And they just stopped. Mm -hmm. And they had no idea where to go. They didn't know what they were doing. They like, not that I own the trail, but you know, let me and my dog and my friends get by and then unfuck your own situation. And it was like, you know, like in the middle of a mall 
uh-huh. where like everybody congregates and it's really loud. Oh, and it's, it's like the, the food court. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and yes, and people are just talking for no reason and yeah. like not paying attention to anything other than their little own fuck. It was just like that. Yeah. Like I had to literally split a mom and a dad and walk through them. Like, can you guys, while he's trying to like, oh, I don't know how my watch works. Like you just walked 500 meters from your truck or your car or your whatever Windstar van or whatever fits that many fucking kids. Yeah. You couldn't unfuck it in the parking lot. You have to actually go and disrupt other people's days. Wait, you know what kind of car holds that family? It's the kind of car I've been looking at in the classifieds lately. It's called an excursion. And apparently there was a model like around 2002, 2001, something like that. It has a 7.3 liter diesel engine. They no call it the, the million mile engine. Yeah. Apparently you need an engine that big to, to drive a you know, 15 passenger fucking right. SUV. Um, but you can get one of these, like it might have 250,000 miles on it, might have 300,000 miles on it, but who gives a fuck if it's going for a million? Yeah. You know, and you can find one of these things for about $10,000 right now. Nice. And I'm like, I remember excursions back then. I did not know they made a diesel one. Yeah. 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 So even better, they convert them into six door. Like you, or what is it? Um, they How take, do you always know this shit? The model of excursion that was the equivalent to the truck. Okay. You can cut out a section of the excursion yeah. and you can cut the, the truck in half and make it like a, a, a four passenger, like added four passengers. Like one of those utes? Yeah, you one of my clients did it. And it's Except fucking 10 times the size. insanely cool looking. And it has that engine in it, that diesel engine Fuck. in it. It's That's a fucking cool. monster. I mean, they're just like, yeah, 12 miles per gallon in the city, 16 <laughs> highway. What I'm just like, they're giving gas away right now, basically. So <laughs> fuck that. But then also. Don't say that out loud. Uh, yeah. I'd like it to stay there. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. but, but I'm just looking at it like one of those things. And I'm going, man, if, if my old Ram 2500 mm-hmm. diesel truck wasn't. Like if I wasn't oh, like a to, yeah. small guy in a big truck back then, <laughs> I would fucking totally be that dude right now. I'd be like, oh, it's always the little guy. And I'm just like, yep, that's me. I've got, I'm driving <laughs> a school bus. <laughs> I like that idea. Cause I'm, there was one, the other, like that I was looking, it was on KSL, uh, in the class five last night. And it was just like, yeah, it had like 300,000 miles on it, but it also had like a three-inch lift. Nice. And it like, that thing looked, just looked fucking legit. I was like, if you oh, buy, man, you got like 41-inch t- or something yeah, yeah. crazy. So you buy that, I'll <laughs> buy you the ladder. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Would you get a ramp for Sparkle as well? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, okay, good. Maybe you can get a deal on a ladder and a ramp at the same time. Like, because soon get enough, both. you'll need both. <laughs> yeah, well, so now there was. Yeah, at some point, we could get rid of the ladder, and you and Sparkle can both use the, the ramp. Okay, now hang on, because <laughs> one of the other vehicles I was looking at the other night was like a wheelchair lift-equipped van, and I was just like, I'm thinking ahead. Do you know this, what I... <laughs> do you know? Like, this could be cool. useful for many reasons. It's, it's super cool, because partially because the, like the, the metal grate that mm-hmm. like is in the back, you know, you open up the two yeah, back doors. Armor. And the, it's basically armor. It's like, you like it'd be really hard to break. Like, you'd have to you break the glass to get through the doors, but, but then, then you'd have like, this fucking yeah. metal grate, and I'm just like, yeah, you just have like rifles laying on the floor back there. <laughs> no one would be able to get... They'd just be like, oh, I'd like one of those to li- express my freedom and shit. I like the... I like the <laughs> Uh, 
the divergence in our direction for <laughs> You're vehicle thinking acquisition. smart car and I'm thinking <laughs> excursion. Smart car. I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to get up to like 250 pounds and get a smart car. See, exactly. Mark's going to get excursion. I'm going to lose two spelled. pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to the, the quarantine two or whatever it is I've gained. And the then, <laughs> I kind of feel like you gaining two would be as hard as you gaining 50 <laughs> at this point. Uh, yeah. Possibly. Yeah, that's is, true. Man, it would be really hard. Or we'd have to start peeling those chickpeas for you. Yeah. Man, so I just... So you go back to the beginning again. <laughs> exactly. You're just trying to get this wrapped up so we can stop, aren't you? Yeah, I guess super it's hungry. Time. I'm it <laughs> Oh, yeah. Kicking's hungry. I, yeah. yeah. I, Which should surprise nobody. Well, it's that carnivore diet. It's just not very satiating. No, not at all. <laughs> it, fuck, it isn't. God damn, I had one steak. I didn't eat till 5 p.m. I had one steak, and then I basically had to force myself to eat before going to bed. It changes. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, 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 it does. I'm totally sure. But I'm not a big eater, so. That's true. It's a little bit, I don't know. I mean, there's still eggs, and like I've, I'm still keeping cheese in, keeping Blasphemy. eggs in. Blasphemy. Kind of, but it's, it's all not. part of the same it's animal. Not. Yeah. If cheese just... doesn't bother you, eat cheese. Yeah, no, it doesn't bother. In fact, if industrial seed oils bother bothers you, me if I don't them. have it. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have cheese, it bothers you? Yeah. yeah I'm t- I'm... I can't eat eggs without hot sauce and cheese. Okay. Unless it's fried and it's on toast, and then I'm okay with it. It's just like something texturally. I'm not, I'm not okay with it. There's one way. If you make a perfectly formed omelet that's crispy mm-hmm. i can eat that without anything but it'd be so much better with cheese exactly <laughs> in See, which case and then if you chop up avocado and like cream cheese and put that in the omelet and crisp the outside of it with like a super soft and extremely dense fat layer in the middle mm-hmm. i'll blow your mind all right something. we're gonna eat breakfast at mark's house tomorrow <laughs> sour cream yeah. mixed with um cumin and chili powder and cayenne yeah and a little bit of garlic. Okay. You mix that up, it comes into this like red aioli-ish looking stuff. Yeah. Smear that on the inside and then cook it with cheese in it. It's like an egg quesadilla. No, no, wait, hang on. Boom. Can I can I toast a piece of sourdough? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Smear that with that concoction you just described. Yeah. And then put that in an omelet. Yes. That's possible. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Maybe we are possible. having breakfast at my boys. <laughs> I was going to one-up that with scrambled eggs, but I don't remember what else goes in them, so I can't now, but I will make them for you at some point. Okay. Do, yeah, I'm trying to think of what... You um, just put heavy cream in when you no, whip them, scramble no, them no, in no. some scallions. No, you put it in... So I've been give watching it, give it a whirl way here. too many YouTube videos with Gordon Ramsay preparing food. He's Okay. So I have you have his, you ever seen his um Gordon Ram the Gordon Ramsay MRE channel? Have you ever seen that one? What? No. Really? He has some amazing recipes. Like you'd like start no breaking shit. apart the MREs and oh, are you, you can make some No, of course I'm making oh, this shit fuck. up. Are you oh, kidding that'd be me? Awesome. I just wanted to see what Keegan would God do. Damn it. Because having I just talked about MREs with Vince and George yesterday, oh, so I'm no. all about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> We should do that as a fucking cookbook. Aaron should like get MREs and make them into tasty. Except meals. we live in Utah and no MREs are available here because <laughs> there are too many fucking preppers. It, it should have to go through a year of like eating them the way they're supposed to be before you can like kind of figure out what goes, like what goes a, with there's what. There's a buy-in. And nobody wants yeah. to destroy their guts by doing that. Right. Ex- that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they probably don't taste as good when you don't have to eat them. Yeah. When, unless you're not starving and you don't want anything to do with them. All right, now I'm hungry. Let's go. Uh, all right. MREs <laughs> did it for you? MREs yeah. fucking 
for the win, and uh, that just means that the cure for COVID is industrial food with so many preservatives in it that it has a shelf life of like a dozen years. I believe so. Okay, so if you just eat enough of that, you'll be immune to totally fine everything. Yep. All right. People get at it, and afterwards, make sure and inject the your Dwight Blythe twenty twenty four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. 